With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. Oh, let's go, stinking genius. Let's go. Let's go. You got to be like on cloud nine since the Americans lost, right? Team USA goes down. It's like your banner moment. You can complain like crazy. I'm surprised you showed up today. Do you want to start off by apologizing? No, because they're still going to win the gold. No, you're not. I'm Artie. not going to let you do this. I'm not going to let you do this. You're going to be outraged if it's the last thing I do. Otherwise, nah. you need to leave the United States. Right. I'm going to uh, check things out. You probably couldn't even tell me who was in the circle for the maybe, U.S. when they just maybe, walked off Japan. Maybe, but, maybe I, you, but you're more American than me because you're outraged about Team USA basketball. Go ahead. You and bro with 50 followers. It's fighting with me on Twitter all wow. night tonight. I, I don't understand how you could be so calm about that. Really, it's, it's aggravating the hell out of me. And it, it, I, I don't know what's bothering me more. <laughs> that they lost and that it's not bothering you. It's, it's crazy. Every single time, whenever I'll bring up a point or something with you, you'll always tell me that I'm wrong because of what? Because of what Vegas says. Yes. Right? right? Vegas, Vegas matters says we're a 16-point favorite today. Exactly. And I was told on Friday, because you know me, I don't, I don't gamble yet because yeah. a it's not I can't legally do it in my state, so I'm not going to go through all these different back doors to maybe get paid if I want to bet. But I had someone that covers the NBA quite extensively tell me, if you want to get rich, put everything you own on the United States to not cover the 16 against France. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, well you listened to that guy, but when I told you two weeks ago to bet against the United States and, and, and straight up that they're going to lose, you didn't say anything to me. Yeah. Yes, Arnie. I might listen to a guy that covers it and understands analytics outside of someone who's trying to tell us that Steve DeSager should report that the Dolphins are going to the Super Bowl. I also now. told DeSager to report about the United States loss. See, he would have gotten it right if he would have listened to me. But, Arnie, who do you always – you always point to Vegas, right? That's right. The current gold medal favorites are the United States, and it's not even close. 
minus 300 for the U.S. Australia is the second choice at plus 800. Spain at plus 900. France plus 1100. Yeah, Australia was 20 to 1 at one point, though. Yeah, I think when we realize they might not be as. I, here's, here's, by the way, on one side note. I don't think that anyone really has a good handle on how to put odds on the Olympics. We're going to talk to Bernie about that next right, hour. Right, Todd's out right. this week. But I think if there's one thing that I've noticed, Arnie, in following this, I don't think anyone has a pretty good handle on who should be favorites, who shouldn't be, on what numbers should look like over it. I don't think that there's a really good handle right now for anyone on the Olympics. And maybe there's a chance to make a lot of money out there. Who knows? I, you, know, you know, before the show, I sent you that – uh, stat where Kobe Bryant was 36 and 0 when he played for Team USA, 16 and 0 in the Olympics, 10 and 0 in the FIBA Americas game, 10 and 0 in exhibitions. Um, what is that like 72 and 0 or something like that? A lot of and numbers. Here we've lost. We've lost like three of five. Not good. Uh, and Popovich is driving me crazy. I got to tell you his attitude. Wait, wait, hold on. Why is Popovich losing, driving you crazy? <laughs> Well, I just hate his attitude. I hate the losing. He doesn't make any – is he making any adjustments out there? It, I mean, my goodness, man. Is it too late to have LeBron and Steph Curry come over? Or is, it, or is, is that a slap in the face for everybody who's playing right no, now? No, it's not. And the reason they're not there is because they didn't want to be there. Well, and they, it's, change your mind. Maybe they'll change their mind. I will say – I found it to be pretty hilarious, and I haven't necessarily looked at the minutes played, but I felt like every time I looked up, Drew Holiday was playing, and all I heard about for a majority of the finals was how badly he was sucking, and then he's out there in crucial moments, and I know, listen, they won the finals, we'll even talk about that later in the show, but it's just, it was wild to me to see how much he seemed to be playing for how little he'd actually worked with that team, right? And I, no offense, Milwaukee, congrats on your title, but I don't look as Drew Holiday as the guy that whenever Drew came over there, Arnie, he was going to save the day for us. And lo and behold, he did not. So, oh, by the way, I am—I uh, I don't have a vote, but if I did have a vote, um, I'm putting Rudy Gobert in the Hall of Fame, obviously. <laughs> I, I, I mean, just tearing us up. Him and Fournier, I mean, the, the, both of them to go straight to the Hall of Fame, right? That's the best game he's ever had. He haven't, As a Celtic, he doesn't even have 28 points um, like he did today. It's no. just disgusting what he Can, did. So, so I saw an interesting note from, um, oh gosh, why, why did I just blank on the Portland Trailblazer who couldn't hit a shot if it was a Lillard? layup? Oh, Damian Lillard. Did you see the quote from Damian Lillard today? Yeah, about, it was the same one from Popovich, was it not, or what? Yeah, where it's basically you see a different team in these international competitions when they're playing for France and Nigeria and whomever than they see week to week in in the NBA, right? Day-to-day in the NBA. So in other words, Arnie, you get mad at me for being un-American. Maybe we should get mad at Damian Lillard and these guys for not playing as hard for their country as these dudes are for their country, right? I mean, if Evan Fournier is balling out like he did today and you're openly saying, hey, these guys are playing at a different level. If, If getting your butts kicked by Nigeria... If getting knocked off, who got them next, Arnie? Argentina. And then uh, they lost to France. Oh, Australia, excuse Australia, me. And then they lose yeah. to France. Now, if that's not enough to raise it up a little bit, Desager, nothing else will be, right? You, I, was, I, too, was surprised at the amount of minutes Drew Holiday, who oh, just gosh. arrived, got. He did, in fact, lead the team in minutes. Are in you serious? Game today. 28 <laughs> minutes on the court, which is even a few ticks higher than Damian Lillard got. Well, he was and of course, awful. Lillard was in all the exhibition. Yeah, Damian Lillard, four turnovers, too late in the game. Meanwhile, the other Milwaukee Buck, who I assume came with Drew Holiday, Chris Middleton played five minutes yeah. in this game. So Arnie mentioned that they're two and three, this essential collection of pop 
team members this summer. So this is the worst stretch for USA basketball, <laughs> literally in Olympic history. <laughs> Because so if bad. you go back to the 2004 Athens games, which was the last time we lost any Olympic men's basketball game, Smoked. that team, which lost the semifinal to Manu Ginobili in Argentina, that put huh. the U.S. record at 4-3 and three in the tournament. I at think the Kerr time. and I could have coached a better job than Popovich. I really believe that. Kerr's right there helping out, Arnie. Yeah, I mean, maybe you need to fire him, too. By the way, so that I'll 2004 team, which did win the bronze, <laughs> that team had Tim Duncan and Dwayne Wade and Allen Iverson and a young LeBron and, and Carmelo. So it's not like they were without NBA talent in 2004. I, I don't want to hear any baloney how the rest of the country's caught up with us, either. That, that That's just... We're, we're a 16-point favorite. I don't care. A 16-point favorite in, in the Olympics, the NBA, college at the playground you don't lose games when you're a 16 point favorite it's ridiculous having nothing to do with that they're winning with five minutes left <laughs> and, and and i, I don't said, know i don't know if i've seen i'm re-watching the highlights right now because they're airing them on espn i don't know if i've seen more open looks for a team down by what two with seconds and they missed yeah. five and five wide open yeah. looks if, that they had. If I may, just in the last two minutes of this loss to France, <laughs> Devin Booker missed a three-point try. Bam Adebayo missed two free throws. Damian Lillard, just in the last two minutes, had two turnovers, an intentional foul, yeah, and he missed slipped. a three. And the yeah, intentional foul, they got two foul shots and the ball out of bounds. Right after Why he you just lost give them the ball ten? with the slip. Yeah, yeah. Kevin Durant missed two <laughs> three-point tries late. Adebayo missed a putback. Uh, Zach Levine missed a jumper. Drew Holiday missed two three-point point tries including the one open in the corner tighten that rim too i'm tired of the thing that bouncing around like that oh my god <laughs> it is this, i don't know what's so funny about well, this the three-pointer is I, the three-pointer is american i don't know this is not an nba court <laughs> do you guys live in the united states or is it just me i, I guess i'm cracking up how mad you are about it uh, because I, I, I honestly i didn't realize you cared this much about team usa because i didn't see this outrage in 2019 when we finished seventh in the world championship with nba Who beat players them in the uh, quarterfinals in oh, that'd be France. That would be Rudy uh, Gobert yes. in France right, right. with a late run in the game. It was a right. 22-5 run that Rudy time. Rudy Gobert, Hall of Famer Rudy Gobert? Yes, oh my Hall gosh. of Famer Ben Rudy Wallace Gobert. is a Hall of Famer, so you better rethink that. That is true. That is true. Well, we got a lot to get to on Team USA. There's nothing, that, else, to really, the, there's nothing else to talk about today other than that, I think. Softball. <laughs> Softball. Softball. Katie Ledecky just won a silver medal. Well, that's a silver. She didn't put get up the gold. One of her Put up one of her fastest times Arnie and got beat. Arnie is very, very disappointed in Katie Ledecky, apparently. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, everyone's just catching strays from Arnie tonight. That's whenever the next uh, segment rant. Stay tuned <laughs> right. for that. Well, well, I don't they, know. I, I thought, what do you mean the world has caught up? They haven't caught up to us in the pool? What's going on? No, no. See, that's what Cracks me up. Why? Oh, it's great. Just as long as you finish. I, I want a good first. She got the silver, but I, I wanted her to win the gold. Is there a problem with that? Jeez. Well, gosh, I didn't know you were millennials today. Uh, we are because I'm here to tell you right now. I think based on the challenges I'm having, just trying to find out what channel Olympic games are on. I think yeah. nature boy tweeted it best. Last week, whenever he wrapped up the show with a new Olympic event, should be trying to figure out which platform a yeah. certain event is on because <laughs> I can't find anything and I feel like I'm pretty dialed in. Oh, but even worse, Chris. Don't forget, we mentioned last week on the show, there were people, I'm sure, who got up early thinking, I can just stream the USA basketball opener, oh, only no. to find out you had to go to the premier level tier and yeah. pay for it, if you, and, the, and then pay for that game. I got it on my phone. 
I just like it just went to my TV and I got, I don't know in Vermont we get everything I don't know if, how that well here, here's why it's not just yes Arnie it's a special to Vermont <laughs> what they said is if you live in Vermont you get if if you have a provider if for instance if you have Direct TV or if you have Xfinity or Comcast or AT and T then yes you get it for free but if oh, you have okay. I do right have that. if you have now there's a premium platform that Desager's talking about for basketball for basketball right that's going to end up costing you a few bucks but i'll tell you what it's um it's been a mess for me to to figure out exactly what what in the hell is going on where so maybe from my perspective arnie this has all been funny to me because i don't think there's anything more american than showing up halfway prepared throwing your jersey out thinking you're going to win only to get embarrassed and then make me pay extra to try to watch it and sell me on how great it's can i can i make arnie feel better Go ahead. Because first, uh, two uh, two points to make Arnie feel better. One, yeah. the next two games are against Iran and Czech Republic. I would say if we lose to Iran, you two guys are fired. <laughs> well, they should not. Let me put it this way. Iran's ranked number 22 in the world, which, you know, we're used to top 25 polls. Okay, number 22, that's not. No, this is a 12-team basketball tournament, and Iran is ranked number 22 in the world. That's Out the next what, opponent. How many teams are playing? <laughs> Late Tuesday night. The other thing to make you feel better is once we get to the quarterfinals, you might think, oh, the U.S. lost the opener. This is really going to cost them in seeding. Actually, when the quarterfinals start in about a week, there's a draw to determine your quarterfinal matchups now. Ooh. They put the names of the three first-place teams and the best second-place team over in one pot, and the rest of the qualifying teams are in another. So you might play a great team. You might play a so-so team in your quarterfinal. Hmm. Oh, yeah. There won't be anything uh, shenanigans about that. I don't know. Actually, it's to prevent shenanigans. It's so you don't throw your last game looking ahead to who you want to play in a quarterfinal. Look, they're even going anti-tanking for the Olympics in Team USA is where we are right now. So here's, again, I'm very, I'm overly optimistic. I'm positive about Team USA because I don't think it can get much worse. And they're still the betting favorites to win the gold medal. So when we come back, are the Olympics over by next Sunday? Can you please tell me this is going to be over by next Sunday? No, whenever, no. No? Oh, my gosh. So whenever we come back and they win the gold, Arnie, we can have the apology segment to start things, and I can have you calm down just a bit. Authentic now, Allen is ripping you. Oh, oh, my goodness. Who is? Seth McGowan. Uh, I said Authentic Allen. Oh. <laughs> I was like, why are we talking about a former Oklahoma running back? <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll get to Allen. He gets plenty of airtime coming up yeah. later on. Because when we come back... <laughs> Jason Hirshhorn is going to join us because beyond wanting to complain about Team USA losing a basketball game like 20 hours ago, we've got some news on the NFL side of things. In fact, tonight is our first in an eight-part series on our show, which I guess we've been doing this for a couple of years now. Even though Arnie demands we not talk about the AFC East because, what, Arnie, it's already over. The Dolphins have won it. Okay, I I think you threw the NFC East in there too, right? Right. Uh, That was on that one. Right. I'm going to go against my partner's better wishes in every week because tonight we are officially eight shows away from opening week of the National Football League. So eight Sundays away uh, from leading right into that Thursday night opener. And I, why am I not? Why am I spacing off the top of my head? The, the Buccaneers and the Cowboys in the Thursday night opener. So we're going to start our divisional previews tonight 
with the home of the Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the NFC South, which has a boatload of storylines. We'll get Arnie's pick on the over-under win totals and some key additions. Well, and that's pretty much done also. Teams. I hate to ruin it. Can you wait until done. the final hour of the okay, show when okay. we do well, this? Okay, it's pretty much done. I'm sorry. Go ahead. All right. I mean, listen, I'm, I'm not here to try to say that you can't talk about it, but just <laughs> to spoil the bit in the first segment would be very deflating. Get it all in there at once. This. Yeah, Right, no, just in it all for – so, and, and plus – Deshaun Watson kind of played the old nothing to see here. I've used a lot of Seinfeld comparisons for uh, conference realignment. For instance, you know, Oklahoma and Texas to the Big 12 going George Costanza, it's not you, it's me. But Deshaun Watson pulled the classic and is pulling the classic George Costanza where basically he said he wants out and he's not going to work for the Texans anymore and then just shows up for work. So we'll try to figure out what that means for Houston going forward. And an interesting angle on Aaron Rodgers, beyond the retirement rumors that blew up this weekend, could a team that was considered to be the favorite to land the quarterback's services now be on the outside looking in I saw that, yeah. on their own volition? We'll ask Jason Hershorn about it next. But as always, Arnie, Plank brought, uh, Plank brought to you in part by Discover, who matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year. It's amazing. Because Discover is accepted at 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2021 Nielsen Report. Limitations apply. When we come back, Jason Hershorn talking NFL. It's Arnie and Plank on Fox Sports Radio. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notify, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month no matter what kind of entertainment you love addicted to true crime catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on a e crime central crave adventure explore asian action movies on hayah searching for something extreme check out skating snowboarding and more on fuel tv plus the global home of action sports and find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's hit nation playlist there's new free shows and movies to love every week say free this week in your xfinity voice remote <laughs> Tarney and Plank on Fox Sports Radio. Lead the Lap is back after a two-week hiatus producing the program with Bobo on the wheels of steel. Steve DeSager on updates. He's Arnie on Plank. And this 
is our man Jason Hirshhorn. Great follow on Twitter. I love reading this guy's tweets and his perspectives on the National Football League. And follow him at by underscore JBH. Were you surprised when the news broke about Deshaun Watson saying, no, 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 I'm, I'm showing up for camp. I'll be there. Did that surprise you at all, Jason? Yes, it did. And it's not because I think he's changed in any meaningful way as it pertains to his demand not to play for the Houston Texans again, but simply because he seemed so hell-bent on not being a part of anything related to the Texans, even if it meant costing him a significant amount of money. And while he's certainly not you know, a poor man by any definition, he hasn't had a full decade plus in the league to accrue a lot of money that he can lean back on the way potentially someone like Aaron Rodgers could. I'm sure we'll get to him in a little bit here. But yeah, it, it surprised me that he's going to show up. I see the benefits of it. It makes sense, but it's still not something I thought that he was ultimately going to do. Jay, so what's the NFL doing right now? I mean, it's dragging along, dragging along. Um, what are they doing right now? Uh, as it pertains to Deshaun Watson, it doesn't seem like they're doing anything, which in and of itself is kind of a surprise. You know, it's, maybe the NFL did not believe that Watson was going to show up, and therefore they didn't have to do anything proactively as it pertains to the sexual assault allegations against him. But it's also possible that they are right now just sitting back and saying these are civil suits. The NFL has not taken that approach recently with these kind of situations, but there's always a moving target for the NFL. They don't handle one situation necessarily the same as they handle others, even if the underlying causes are the same. So the NFL, as they're wont to do, is inconsistent here. Is is he still on the block? I mean, I know that as he's returned to camp, the whole buzz is, oh, he still wants to be traded. But I, I say, is he still on the block? Is he even on the block? Can you trade him? Can you trade for him right now? I know Houston has been pretty adamant that they're not willing to deal him. But do you sense that changing at all? Well, there's sort of two different things there. There Can he be traded? I think the answer is yes. Is he on the block right now? And can he be traded right now? The answer is probably no. Right. There are teams in the NFL that have had discussions internally about what happens when whatever is going to go on with Deshaun Watson is finally settled. Do we go after him? Because Watson's disinterest in being part of the Texans is obviously publicly known. It has been well known in the NFL for some time before that. Everyone in the league pretty much believes, this includes people inside the Houston Texans, that he has played his last down there. You know, the situation could change. We've seen a lot of situations when it comes to a disgruntled player change, especially when this amount of money is involved. But I think a lot of teams in the league who don't currently have a quarterback, or at least aren't sure if they have a long-term solution to quarterback, are keeping an eye on the situation. And if there is some kind of resolution, maybe, you know, before the start of the regular season, maybe during the regular season, that that could fully open up the doors for a trade, especially if the NFL is going to stay hands-off, at least, or at least not suspend him for an entire year. Jason, let's, let's obviously let's get to Aaron Rodgers. Vegas took him off the board, the Green Bay Packers, on the over on their win total. Obviously, something spooked them, but then you hear that maybe he's going to retire. I don't see that happening. Uh, then you read his Instagram where uh, him and Adams uh, you know, put the picture of Scottie Pippen and, and MJ to say it's like it's the final go-around. I think he comes in, but the whole thing has become such a mess. It's getting worse by the day. What's going to happen? How's this going to play out? Well, there's multiple parts here. The, the part that pertains to the non-Aaron Rodgers players in Green Bay that may not be super satisfied with their situation, that includes obviously Devontae Adams, but that also includes Darius Smith and some of those other prominent players. They are leveraging 
the Aaron Rodgers situation to their advantage. If you're Devontae Adams and you know you're not getting the offer that you want, going just handling it in this manner is going to be beneficial to you because there's already all this animosity from the public and in some cases from the media that's targeting that Green Bay front office. And then you have Devontae Adams, a first-team All-Pro wideout, one of the very best in the league, now essentially going public with his dissatisfaction. It's a way of really taking advantage of an already very fluid situation in Green Bay. So mm. I, I don't think that this means that Devontae Adams is not going to show up this week. And I, I suppose it's possible, but that, that would surprise me. I don't think that Zaria Smith is not going to show up this week. And with Aaron Rodgers, I don't know when he's going to show up. I don't know if he's going to show up, but I don't anticipate still that he's going to play down for any team in 2021 other than the Green Bay Packers. That doesn't mean he's going to play necessarily, but I think that still remains the situation given where the Packers are. So those are the various parts involved. And that's why this has turned into such a circus. But, you know, as the, uh, as the Chicago Bulls were in that 97-98 season, you know, sometimes the circus can work to your advantage, especially when you have players as talented as Green Bay does. Yeah. Hey, uh, Jason, a couple more quick ones uh, for me. First of all, it's wild because we talk about all this dissatisfaction and all of this, uh, these schisms that have been created between the Packers and the front office. But they were a couple plays away from the Super Bowl last year, and they still have a roster that's good enough to go do it again. I mean, it seems like it'd be a very fine line if Aaron comes in and if, if, if Adams is there, if something goes wrong for it to fall apart. But this is still a very impressive roster that Gutenkiss and the Packers have put together. Yeah, and while you certainly cannot excuse that front office for the way that they have handled the Aaron Rodgers situation, it is fair to say that it is the most talented team Green Bay's had in some time. It is a team that, frankly, is the, of all the possibilities for Aaron Rodgers, if the Packers did decide they were open to trading him this year, which, again, I don't think is the case, but hypothetically, it's still the most talented team that can realistically have Aaron Rodgers this year, which is a big part of the reason that I think ultimately Rodgers is going to report because he doesn't have that many years left, even if he is still playing at an extremely high level. And this is an opportunity to win a Super Bowl. So he could come back, he could you know compete for another Super Bowl, and they could revisit all this next year when more of the leverage shifts in Rodgers' direction. And maybe the Packers feel like at that point, okay, well, we've now had Jordan Love in our, in our offense for two years. Maybe it is finally time for us to move to him. It could be a better departure point for all parties involved. But for 2021, the Packers, with Aaron Rodgers, are absolutely Super Bowl contender. For that reason, I think eventually all these parties are going to put their issues aside temporarily and figure something out this season. Jason, Vegas says with Aaron Rodgers, the Green Bay Packers are an 11-6 and team. They're over-unders 11. Without Aaron Rodgers, what's their record? I honestly don't know. And you know who also doesn't know? The Green Vegas. Bay Packers. Because, <laughs> well, Vegas as well, I'm sure. But the next game activation for Jordan Love is going to be his very first in the NFL. The Packers, while they've seen him in practice and they have a better idea of what he might be than us on the outside – they don't even know the kind of quarterback he can be. It's not even entirely clear that if Aaron Rodgers decided, I'm sitting out the entire 21 season, you guys go on without me, that Jordan Love is the week one starter. That's probably the case, but that is not set in stone. Blake Bortles, one of the quarterbacks that they signed during the offseason, has experience in this offense uh, from his time with the Rams. So it is possible that Jordan Love isn't even the week one starter if Aaron Rodgers sits out. That's, that is the totality of the situation if Rodgers wow. really does dig in his heels and not and decides not to show up. So I can't tell you what the Packers are going to be without Aaron Rodgers, and neither can they.
Hey, Jason, real quick. Jason Hershorn, and our guest at by underscore JBH. We're previewing the NFC South tonight. Wild division. Both the Falcons and Panthers look to be improved. Tampa's reloaded. I don't know what to make of New Orleans because I'm so used to talking about Drew Brees and it's either Winston. Um, oh, gosh. Why did I just blank on their backup quarterback's name uh, for the last? Taysom oh, Hill. Uh, Hill. Taysom Hill. Thank you. Uh, they're starting quarterbacks. I'm blanking on everyone's name tonight, Arnie. But I don't know what to make of the Saints roster whenever I'm not looking there and knowing who the quarterback is. And the other factor there is that they don't know when they're going to get Michael Thomas. Their That's double true. receiver yeah. back from injury. So. This offense was already, even with Michael Thomas healthy, going to look very different. And not just because Drew Brees was no longer under center. This is an offense that over the last few years, because of Drew Brees sort of losing his fastball, had to be a lot more quick game-minded. They weren't going down the field nearly as often. And regardless of which quarterback ultimately starts for them, and it, ended up, it could end up being both. Like this could be a situation where Winston starts several games and Taysom Hill starts several games. But whichever one is there, is going to end up throwing the ball down the field more often. It is going to go back to sort of maybe that like 2011 kind of Saints offense, just in terms of the approach of being more vertically minded. And that was going to be such a big change because this is a Saints offense that when it has that verticality as part of the system, can do a lot more things than we saw the last few years, even if the quarterback isn't nearly as consistent as Drew Brees. And certainly Jameis Winston is not as consistent as Drew Brees. I don't think Taysom Hill is going to be that kind of player either. So there are all these moving parts in addition to the players that are not going to be there in week one. Great stuff. Uh, go follow Jason on Twitter, at by underscore JBH, Jason Hershorn. Uh, Talk to you soon, man. Thanks, Thanks for the Jason. time. You guys take care. Taysom Hill and Damian Lillard, the two names I've forgotten about tonight. <laughs> We're off to a roaring start. Well, that's easy to forget. Yeah, I mean, who, who, who would not forget yeah. Damian Lillard's name? Here to save the day for us is the man who has an update on everything going on in the world of sports. Steve DeSanger is in the house. What's going on, Steve? Thanks, Joe. <laughs> John, the NFL champion Bucks did report to training camp yesterday. Most teams veterans report on the 27th Tuesday. I saw as of last night, only three first round rookies remained unsigned. Jets quarterback Zach Wilson, number two overall 49ers quarterback Trey Lance, who was picked third and charger tackle. Rashawn Slater, who was taken 13th. The league's Hall of Fame game is Thursday, August 5th on Fox TV, not that far away. Cowboys versus Steelers, or at least people masquerading as the Cowboys and the Steelers. <laughs> so those two teams have open camp first, by the way. The Bears are signing tight end Jesse James, ex of Pittsburgh and Detroit. Meanwhile, the, the Olympics, uh, AP says the Olympic archery scheduled has been altered for Tuesday due to expected high wind and rain. Typhoons. Forecasted wow. typhoon. Yeah. Or maybe some sort of category of tropical storm. Either way, we will mention yet again on these airwaves that for the entire two weeks of the Olympics in Japan, high temperatures are still going to be close to 90 degrees every day, even on days where thunderstorms are forecast. Tonight, we had four more swimming finals, and of course, they're tonight our time tomorrow morning japan time which they're not happy about but u.s money rules the day so it's tonight our time katie ledecky <laughs> of the u.s wins silver in the 400 meter freestyle and closing out the session the u.s men did take freestyle gold in the relay four by 100 relay u.s hey, did you see that restart today by the way oh yes oh my <laughs> the triathlon start did you see this chris oh my no. goodness triathlon with the three events it starts with the open water swim and so everybody, it's a large field, is lined yeah. up on the pier to dive in 
into the ocean and start to swim. And there was a boat in the water parallel to the pier blocking Ah. half the field ready to dive in. And they actually had the race start. So half the field dives in. The other half can't. And apparently they had to keep blowing whistles and get the people to swim back and start over. They they towed them back in because they didn't want them to waste any more energy. They towed them back (laughs) in. That's very good for them. Yeah, now they're thinking, sure. So that's how the triathlon started. U.S. women's gymnastics finished second in the qualifying round behind the Russians. That's probably the next segment where Arnie's going nuts. The American women did not win the... The team scores do reset for the finals. This just got the women into the finals. But it does mean some people say, oh, so I guess they're not unbeatable. Maybe the opponents won't think they're unbeatable. Maybe they're not going to slaughter the field like the last Olympics. We'll see. U.S. women's water polo goes up against China at 1 a.m. Eastern time. Naomi Osaka has won her second round match in tennis. U.S. women's basketball doesn't open till late tomorrow night against Nigeria. The U.S. men lost their Olympic opener this morning, our time. 83-76 to France, which went on a 14-0 run in the last four minutes. U.S. shot just 36% from the floor. The Big 12 Conference did meet with Oklahoma and Texas school presidents in a video conference this afternoon. The Big 12 says it expects to continue talks in the days ahead. Oklahoma and Texas have reportedly been talking to the SEC about leaving for there for months. NASCAR's Cup Series is off for two straight days, by the way. Top-ranked John Rahm of Spain withdrew from Olympic golf after testing positive for COVID again. Bryson DeChambeau of the U.S. is also out. U.S. men's soccer is on FS1 right now in the Gold Cup Tournament quarterfinal against Jamaica. It's at the Cowboys Stadium, Arlington, Texas. It is scoreless through 77 minutes. Can I just say I'm dealing with facts here at the news desk. This is a very underwhelming U.S. squad (laughs) they are fielding in this tournament. What channel is that on? That's FS1, I repeat. The American team is without many of its starters in this tournament, waiting instead for World Cup qualifying to start in September. So this is a largely Major League Soccer personnel roster for the U.S., And it's like pulling teeth to score one goal in most of the games for them. So they're scoreless now in the 78th minute against Jamaica. Yeah, Mike doesn't care if United States (laughs) loses. We could have overtime coming. Well, I mean, if the U.S. in World Cup qualifying is losing to El Salvador in September, then we'll get some anger. Sunday night baseball went to the White Sox 3-1 at Milwaukee. And the trade deadline isn't till Friday afternoon, but the Padres made a deal today. They've acquired all-star second baseman Adam Frazier from the Pirates. A starter in the recent All-Star game mm. goes to the Padres with cash to kind of sweeten the deal in return. The Padres give up a top prospect among their three minor leaguers going to Pittsburgh. So now, gentlemen, the Padres could, if he plays some second base, and he'll play at a little outfield too, I, I have read, but if he's in there and they move Cronenworth to first, the Padres would have four All-Stars at the four infield positions. This is a challenging team. We'll see if the Dodgers answer with a move before the deadline. Dodgers beat Colorado 3-2. Back to you. Thanks, Steve. It's Arnie and Plank on Fox Sports Radio. Man, that is so impressive from the Padres. You love to see that from a third-place team. Hey, uh, Arnie and Plank brought to you in part by Discover, which matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year. It's amazing because Discover is accepted at 99% of places in the U.S. to take credit cards. Learn more at discover.com slash yes, 2021 Nielsen Report, limitation supply. Uh, I think I've realized I just don't like the Olympics, Arnie. I think I've come to this realization that – I, I just. What are you I, reading, Borscht right now? What's going on with you? I, I don't understand. How you're not into the Olympics. 
Well, first of all, um, I just we act all fired up about sports that we couldn't care less about outside of every four years. We wanna we wanna pretend like we're the best in sports that we no, probably we, haven't been the, the best for a while. But that's what I just, we do. Meh. Like 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 every time the the, the women's or the uh, softball comes around, we watch the you know the playoffs. Same thing with the men's uh, sure. baseball stuff like the lacrosse. So we do that yeah, with all the sports, right? Like that. But I just there's this level where it's it's become. All about pros. It's no longer. I mean, how I know it's. I'm on a 30 year rant with this with the NBA, but you know, and it was kind of fun. The college kids, it meant a lot. It's just like, oh, well, the NBA guys don't even want to go play. I mean, if if we were to handpick a roster of United States players, Arnie, to go represent us, what we maybe have two guys in our starting five. Well, it's got to be JaVale McGee. He's maybe three, right? That would even go. I mean, especially this year, it just seems so forced. Nobody wants it. Ah, I think I'm anti Olympics today. You may be, by the way, did you hear the question that was asked of JaVale McGee yesterday? Oh my gosh. Whenever the person asked if his mom was still with us, he goes, yeah, your mom is alive. Isn't she? And he's like, that's kind of a weird first question. I I mean, who hasn't used that as a first question before? I think we've done that before all the time, right? Wait, wait. So let me just check on this. your dad still alive. Your mom yeah. still alive. It's like, well, he was he was trying. I think what the uh, reporter was trying to do is his mom played in the Olympics also. So I think he was trying to say you and your mom were the first uh, mother son tandem to play in the Olympics. But yeah, there's your over- question. Yeah, there's your question, right? Yeah. You know, hey, uh, Javel, hey, yeah. appreciate you. Is your mom dead. All right, uh, now she's just. <laughs> I hate to be. Oh, I'm just. I think I've become Scrooge. And then you, you got are. people. Then you, you got are. when it comes to the Olympics, and then you got people. You mentioned this, and I know you love it. Whenever I get crushed, so I'll go ahead and read authentic Allen's tweet for you, so it can make your night. But um, where was this? Now? Oh, yeah, Allen Wow. Un- unfortunately, the Olympics have once again shown America's ugly side. Hosts laughing, taking glee. No, no, I- I'm laughing at Arnie being outraged about this. We Americans who are actually rooting and cheering the lost of our own Americans team. Uh, well, first of all, uh, Alan, we're not cheering Amen and rooting. to you, Alan. We're Amen just, to you. We're just not shocked by it. And number two, I don't think it's what level of America you are by whether or not you're mad that Team USA lost to France. I'm just – it tips off at like 10 a.m. this – 8 a.m. this morning, my time. Right. Uh, and then they try to sell it like it's coming on live later in the afternoon, well, and you already to, know. Yeah. Ah, it's just – I, I don't know. I, I think I've just reached my Ebenezer Scrooge level of the Olympics right now. And then everyone's always got to have some sort of horrible. It's like the NFL draft, right? Remember the <laughs> draft two years ago, Arnie? Right. Whenever it's like, ah, Henry Ruggs taking number 11. He was in a car wreck. His best friend was and died when he was in eighth grade. It's, I feel like every single one of these stories is the same way. And I get it. There's a whole nother faction that's watching the Olympics, right? It's it's more of a just dudes like myself who live and die sports. So I don't know, man. Done a 180 on it. I, I, I've I gone from digging it, can't wait for it, and now that it's here, I'm like, okay, let's get this thing you over with. You wouldn't be talking like this let's if go. NFL camps were going to open up camp. in two days. Yeah, that's what yeah you, but if, yes, if, if I would not be away, upset yeah. about the NFL, and I would be upset about the Olympics. What What's your point on that, no, Arnie? No, I, I was saying if the NFL was further along, you'd be more into the Olympics. By the way, United States finally scored a goal. So. No, I would not be more into the Olympics if the NFL was further along, unless the Raiders were 0-5. <laughs> <laughs> Um, speaking of that, 
I, I am I, I'm very much intrigued by how now we've kind of turned into the countdown to camp being who shows up and who doesn't show up. This is like good old fashioned Arnie, like uh, early 2000s before we slotted draft picks kind of talk, right? Who's holding out? Who's not going to show up for Chandler Jones wants a new deal for the Cardinals all of a sudden. We talked about A.A. Ron a little bit with Jason Hershorn. I mean, now we've actually got a little juice to the NFL training any, camp and who will and won't show any up. Any chance they'll answer questions too? Like they'll get to talk to Deshaun Watson and Aaron <laughs> Rodgers and say, Aaron, so you do plan on playing this year, just stuff like that. And, and he just smirks and walks on by. That's I think happen. everything that Aaron Rodgers has done through this whole process has been strategic, a la strategery. And when we come back, we'll dive into what we mean. Talking Aaron Rodgers with Arnie and Plank right here on Fox Sports Radio. It's Arnie and Plank on Fox Sports Radio late in a Sunday night into a Monday morning where teams are reporting for camp left oh, and right. Yeah. Let's go. Uh, in fact, as I look in my handy-dandy little calendar that I keep here with me. Uh, what are we, like, less than 10 days away from our exhibition opener on Thursday night, August the 5th? Dak Prescott, 21-24 today. In what? I don't know, practice? some type of scrimmage or practice or something. <laughs> oh, did they have... I've never tr- seen him look better, said Jerry Jones, his whole time as a Dallas Cowboy. Well, that, th- there you go. And by the way, out of the three uh, misses, two were drops. And oh, really? Drop. Yeah. And one of them was a one-handed catch by <laughs> CeeDee Lamb. I saw that all over my okay. timeline because everyone was retweeting it. So let's go. There you go, Arnie. I well, wish they would have extra time one practice in the NFL in. like they do in soccer. How great would that be? The game well, is over. No, we're going to add 30 seconds of extra time. So in other words, okay, hold on here. Let's workshop this real quick. Yeah. So you would have to have no timeouts in a running clock, <laughs> right? So just every, what, it's 15-minute quarters, so you'd have it, and you would just start, and it would be 15 minutes, and you would just go, and it'd be a running clock. And when you call a timeout, you can go over and, you know, do your thing on your sidelines, and while that timeout is called, Arnie, you get your chance to make up that time. And all at the those end of fake injuries too. How about all right, the fake right. injuries? And, and yeah. then you'd have to figure out how much, like <laughs> you would have another coach on the sideline trying to figure out how much time you have left. I'm here for it. Let's give it, give Let's it a try. It. And, give it a try. And as you call a free season game yeah. and see how it goes. Uh, but, but real quick, let's just follow the Aaron Rodgers weekend. That was because, and by the way, I don't know why people were getting all sideways, I guess is the best way to put it about the Schefter report that Aaron Rodgers didn't uh, what turned down a contract. And I was reading Pro Football Talk, and I was reading the NFL's, NFL.com. I think it was like Ian Rappaport, and everyone's like, well, we all knew that he had turned. I'm like, who cares? I mean, this is what we do now in sports, right? News gets reported like a month ago, and then it gets repurposed, and we're not supposed right. to be surprised that it's out there again. But we didn't know the kind of money that Aaron Rodgers was going to be making. So, Arnie, we got the story that Aaron Rodgers right. had turned down a deal that was going to make him the highest-paid player, not just – uh, on the Packers, not just the highest paid quarterback in the NFL, but the highest paid player in the history of the NFL. So he turned that down. And then suddenly we get the report on Friday. And I don't know if someone broke this or if it was people looking, trying to bet on Packers futures or whatever it might be. And all the Aaron Rodgers numbers were taken down. Or excuse me, the Green Bay Packers numbers were right, taken Green down. Bay. So thank you. So th- by that mindset, Everyone kind of started asking around, and I guess this rumor of him potentially retiring 
had started to surface and circulate. And then, lo and behold, we get the report on Devontae Adams, and now his contract talks had broken down. Then somewhere in the middle there, Aaron Rodgers or somebody tweets a picture of him working out. Right. But then in the process of that tweet, Arnie, a tweet comes out where it's Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen in the last <laughs> dance, and it's both Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers that tweet it. And we're sitting here on a Sunday night into a Monday morning trying to figure out what's real and what isn't. So with that in mind, what's real and what isn't well, as it the, pertains to Aaron Rodgers' future in Green Bay? Obviously, the, the Packers have dug their heels and when they gave him a two-year contract extension, paid him the most money, and he still said no. I don't believe he's retiring. He's going to show up. There's too much money at stake, and when you retire anyway, it's not like you can come back and say, okay, well, I'm not your property anymore. <laughs> right. it, it, it stops right there, and then you got to come back and kind of like when Gronk came back to the Patriots. So um, he'll show up. He'll play this one year. He really has no other option. Though, if I was Green Bay, I got to get this guy out of town. Um, he means business. He doesn't want to play for you. He turned that two-year extension down. He turned that down a while ago. When he turned that down, that should have been your clue. He's got to go. Um, and, you know, when we asked Jason, how many games do you win without him? He said, you can't tell. I was going to say eight, nine, nine, nine and eight, maybe something like that. Um, I got to move on without him. I can't have this type of cancer in my locker room. Now, I know we don't have a lot of time to get into it here in the final minute of hour number one here with Arnie and Plank on Fox Sports Radio. But when we come back, and we, we teased this with Hirshhorn and didn't really get to it, but Arnie, there is that landing spot that everyone has projected for Aaron Rodgers. Everyone says he's going to Denver. Now, maybe Denver's not as receptive to a package for Aaron Rodgers. We'll tell you what we've learned next with Arnie and Plank on Fox. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Hey, I'm Doug Gottlieb. The podcast is called All Ball. We usually talk all basketball all the time, but it's more about the stories about what made these people love their sport and all the interesting interactions along the way. We talk to coaches. We talk to players. We tell you stories. You download it. You listen to it. I think you'll like it. Listen to All Ball with Doug Gottlieb on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. 
Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Rolling into hour two, Arnie and Plank on what Fox Sports Radio. What are you doing, too, by the way? No, no Oklahoma, no Texas talk. What's going on with you? And now you're trying to steal Michigan and Ohio State, Clemson, Florida State. What the hell are you doing in college football? I don't know. I always hear you guys complain about the Big 12, so. That's well, a garbage of, conference. That's right. why you're leaving. So it's it's gone. So you can stop complaining. Now well, we you, can... That's why I always wanted Arizona to play in that lousy conference. Well, uh, they would be maybe a step ahead of Kansas. Wow. I mean, you're overvaluing of Arizona. If I really want, I could make, we could make so much money off you with yeah. future props no, when it you, comes you, to Arizona. Seriously, it is destroying college football. I mean, what's, what's going to happen? Let's just say you did get Michigan and Ohio State, uh, Florida State and Clemson in the SEC also. Then then what? We're we just going to send like eight people from the SEC to the to the playoffs and like four other schools. I, I we'll have to go to sixteen or something. Half from the SEC and half from the outside. It's going to be terrible. I mean, it's Pac twelve, Big Ten, and that's about it. Yeah, it's going to be horrible. Um, you shouldn't even watch. I mean, why would you even watch if it's so horrible? What are you talking about, Arnie Spanier? This is well, all. This is all you want. This is everything you've ever wanted. You bitch and moan. When it's a non-Power 5 team in any game, you show no respect for the Boise States and the UCFs of the world. You complain when they're in anything. Now, you're kind of getting your wish. It's big boy football now. Yeah, but you you, you want them all in one conference for crying out loud. <laughs> this is what you block, want, Arnie. Block. You want a block party uh, with all the Power 5 schools. <laughs> I don't understand why you're in a situation where you're complaining about this right now. I couldn't help it. I'm sorry. One, I hate you guys. Uh, two, <laughs> two it, it really is bad to have every team in one conference. What you don't have do? every team in one conference. you, you, you got 14 good... teams in one. Yeah. You've got four. T- I mean, are you just giving up on the Pac-12 now and that USC can't bounce back or Oregon's not in this mix? No, but we get the the, the Big 12 leftovers. I mean, that that's just disgusting. It's it's they don't do anything for and they're they're poor academics too. So oh gosh, that makes their conference even Will worse. Will you stop pretending like academics matter to you? I mean, I, outside of now complaining about this because it's something good for Oklahoma, so you're going to complain about it. But now you get and you still have you still have your your precious Big Ten, you still have your ACC that's out there. I'm not really putting too much stock into that Yahoo report right now. Uh, Pete Thamel's a great reporter, so right. um, I understand that there's rumblings about hey, maybe Ohio State and Michigan are saying we're coming there. But Arnie, it's the future. It's it's the future. It's what we're going to end up getting anyway. You're going to have, Ugh. what, uh, 64 teams, and better hope Arizona stays in that mix Ugh. of teams that are going to be in the mix. It's it's what you have right now. And 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 plus, you're going to be grouchier than hell because if you go 9-2 and two in the Big 12, you'll certainly lose like four or five games in the SEC. You'll be like the fifth-best team 
in the SEC, so you'll go through some lean years. That's going to make you crabby. Yeah, I'll it's, turn to you in those times. I mean, I'm not used to l- losing with my but, college but you, teams. But you, you, you do understand you're going to start losing big time now. You know that, nah, right? No, nah, they're the second oh. best team in the SEC oh, right I now. I can't wait for they Oklahoma, might be Alabama. They preseason number I, one. Maybe I'll go to the game and I'll just stand next to you while you do your sideline reporting from that game. Okay. Yeah. I, can I ask you something like on a personal side? Yes. Because I see people doing this. Go, after every take, why do you go, why do you sniff? Is this like a New York thing that I'm missing it's like out a, on? It's like a Barty Fife thing. Right, right. And, and, and you do it. There's other people that they'll, they'll lay something. It's like, yeah, and, and that's how I feel about that. And I'm like, yeah. well, do you need yeah. a tissue yeah. or something? Okay. First of all, you're right. It's it's not going to be easy street in the in the SEC, but it's not supposed to be. You'd you're be going to play against the best. What's that? You from if it was last year, you'd be the fifth best team behind Florida, Georgia, Alabama, and Texas A and M. Yeah, how'd that go when Florida played us in the bowl game? I'm not talking about that. Well, I am, I, and I'll tell you what: there might be a few more losses for an A and M if they had to play Oklahoma last wow. year or Florida. I mean, Texas it, will be sub 500. Texas got some work to do. Well, Oklahoma has some work to do. Uh, part of this move, well, a lot, you you hit on it last night. A lot of this move is financial. But there's the recruiting side of it is going to be huge for Oklahoma and Texas because are they getting the best offensive skill players in Norman right now? You bet they are. But they're losing a lot of guys to the SEC. And now you don't have to worry about countering that whenever it comes to your battles with the Auburns of the world for defensive tackle. So I'm pumped about it, man. I don't know why you think this is a bad thing. Well, I'm not so much against Oklahoma and Texas going there, but I, I really think it'd be bad if they also got Michigan and Ohio State. And what was there, a Yahoo report on that? And then everybody's picking up everybody. He's trying to one-up each other. Next thing I know, well, they're also going after Florida State and Clemson. One of the reports actually said that they were in talks with Michigan and Ohio State. I I just – you're putting every blue blood in one division. So what you're doing is you're kind of ruining the other conferences and minimizing it where people might not want to pay attention to it. I I mean, that's the last thing you you want to do – to the like the you Big Ten and the Pac-12, re- you really think people are going to stop paying attention to college football because the best teams are no, playing each I other? I didn't say college football. Look, the Pac-12 already's got its problems because of when they kick off and and you know, the time and all that stuff. Uh, now you put everybody in the SEC. Uh, you know, it, it's the Pac-12 and the Big Ten. And the other only other two conferences left to really watch. I used to got Notre Dame out there, like yeah. Don writes. At the black Don Trump writes, uh, the next move, that, that's your boy. You could take him to your block party with you, uh, Arnie. <laughs> the next move that should happen is Notre Dame moving to the Big Ten. Playing last year in the ACC show that in order for them to make a legitimate run at the college football playoffs each year, they need to be in a conference, and the Big Ten makes sense geographically with similar fan bases. Well, I agree with part of that. I don't think that last year showed that they need to be in a conference to make a playoff no. run because they'd gone to, what, one or two prior to that So and okay. played in a championship game. So, unfortunately, they're, they're still going to crush it as an independent. And all you have to do is show me on, on a board, write it down for me. How much do they get as an independent? How much do they get uh, being a member of a conference? And then you'll figure out why they're going to go ahead and stay an independent. i got to assume the money much more um, being an independent yeah. with their, their television contract. They don't have to share it with anyone either. Exactly. It's all theirs. It's yeah. been a fascinating week and and i anything that's positive for oklahoma arnie's gonna dump all over well, but, but this is a move that college? honestly hold on hold yeah, on just yeah. a second let, yeah. let me just lay out how we got here you got plenty of time yeah this is a week in which on wednesday the story broke and i mean nobody knew a damn thing 
Not a damn thing. It came out of anyone that tries to tell you they did is lying. This is one of the most amazing secrets kept outside of the 12-team playoff that was dumped on us or Bob Stoops' retirement. And what's funny about the 12-team playoff, Arnie, is that Greg Sankey, the commissioner of the SEC, and Bob Bullsby, the commissioner of the Big 12, were secretly meeting to pound out this 12-team playoff well, the same vein, there were conversations yeah. going on about the SEC stealing their two best teams in the Big 12. I mean, he's got to be upset about that, right? I, I, he's talking about pulling the rug out from underneath you. Um, you know, you're, you're, you're getting 12 teams in the playoffs, and he's taking your two best teams out there. So, and, but by the way, what's that going to do to basketball, too? Is, that, is it going to be exactly the same as it is in football? Are we going to make an exception? I, I don't know how what that's going to What do you mean exactly? Out. Just from the perspective of, like, divisions or if you see it changing? I, I think it's, it, in, in a lot of ways, the Big 12 is a much better conference for men's basketball than it is anything else, right? I mean, you've got Kansas, you've got the defending national champion Baylor Bears in there. So you're taking a little bit of a slide for Texas and Oklahoma going to that Big 12, or going from the Big 12 to the SEC. But, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if they're going to do divisions. I like the, the pods that they should, uh from a scheduling perspective. you got a lot more games in college basketball. But it's funny, Arnie, because you mentioned college basketball is the first time that I've really, truly thought about another sport in this whole merger <laughs> between Oklahoma, Texas, and the SEC. Because in the end, what's it all about? It's all about football, and it's yeah. all about, you know, well, what's the TV revenue going to look like? Well, you know who's going to be the happiest are, are going to people like teams like UNLV, um, Louisiana Monroe, because there's not going to be any good out-of-conference games. So the two or three out-of-conference games will be like Alabama going up against UNLV or Northern Illinois or uh, UTEP Miners or something like that. UMass Minutemen. You know, I'll say I'm very curious to see what this does to non-conference scheduling. I just told you it's going to well, make it horrible. I don't necessarily know if you're right I am because right. if you I think about right. it, right. If you okay. think about it, there's already been big time deals that have been agreed upon between like Alabama and Clemson to play each other in the future. These teams have been scheduling up because the thought is if you're at 12 games, you tell me the SEC isn't going to get more than two teams ever or 12 teams in the playoffs. You're telling me that the SEC isn't going to get more than two teams in the playoffs every single year with the way that it's shaping up right now. So I don't know, Arnie, I disagree. I think scheduling is going to be fun. I think you're going to see the Clemsons and the Ohio States play each other and the Michigans and the Oklahomas in the non-conference. By the way, are they going to take away that baloney neutral site game and make it a uh, Texas, Oklahoma on, on campus or what? No, it's, it's, it's at the Cotton Bowl, baby, every no. single year. No, yes. I, I would say you want to come to the SEC, that's done. You play no more of the Cotton Bowl, home and home. That's what we're doing now. You know, there's other Florida, Georgia. I know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Why? Why would you have to take it out of Dallas? I'm listening. Oh, you know what? You wouldn't think it'd be a great atmosphere having it on your campus. Sure, of course it would. But of course it would be fantastic. It'd be unbelievable. It'd be okay. It'd be okay. Oh oh gosh. It'd be okay. But I've been to a couple of those games. Yeah, it's 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 hot. It's miserable. It's in the middle yeah. of the Texas State Fair. Yeah, but it's tradition, and it's what yeah, it always good is. Turkey why, legs. Yeah. Why would you hold? On. I'm so perplexed yeah. right now. Why would you think that they would tell them not to do it 
where it's always been done, not to play the game in the Cotton Bowl. Why do you think that would be a sticking oh, 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 Now we're going to where it's always been done. But then, yeah, yeah, because we stick to tradition in college football from one year to the next. I mean, no, I'm, 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 again, yeah. that's why would that be a sticking point in the SEC? I'm not no, it's saying not a that. Sticking, it's not a sticking point, but that's then what I would tell them. I think it's dumb. That might be the guys, top five dumbest things you've ever said. Oh, is why that is the that SEC? Everything I say is stupid. <laughs> I would say, you know what, guys? Enough of this Cotton Bowl. Let's go ahead have it on campus how great of an atmosphere and how great would it be to help promote the sec even more than having the games in norman and having it in austin oh it'd be fantastic and the the crews would go down there on oh, and you'd get finally you'd say okay let's do it we don't need to do neutral site anymore i don't know why you're so for for neutral site i don't know why you're so against having it at home it's not really a neutral site arnie it's, oh, it's, it's, it's a hundred well, and some miles each way. Yeah. It's 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 a it's a it's a split crowd. But as soon as one team falls behind, it's like the other side leaves. So it's like a perfect home <laughs> home field advantage. But now I, I just I guess whenever I'm thinking about this whole situation for college football, my first thought isn't oh my gosh this is ruining college football. My first thought is okay what happens to these teams that are left in the Big Twelve? Do they form their own conference? Because I, I mean, ESPN has played a major role in this. I'm sorry, they have. They've gone to the SEC. They've they've talked with Greg. You know, you know, with the investment that they've had, that they realized, okay, uh, we're we're invested in these other conferences. We don't want to spin there anymore, but we like having Oklahoma and Texas as a part of it. So, what do you say you go get them and Arnie to the Ohio State Michigan stuff? Maybe it's a situation to where. Uh, you're looking at the Big Ten, and ESPN says we got a lot of money invested there. But I mean, outside of Michigan and Ohio State, is there much that we're really relying on? Right. So I think the TV networks are playing a bigger role, and that's my concern in this whole thing because that's where the money comes from in college football right now. By the way, that's th- my tell concern. Me, tell me what they do with the rest of the Big Twelve. I assume uh, Baylor, Texas Tech, uh, TCU, and Oklahoma State go to the Pac-12, Iowa State to the Big Ten, or am I overthinking everything here? Here's what I, 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 just quickly on the future. Right, okay. I I don't think that the Big Ten is looking at anyone outside of maybe Kansas and then the hope that they could go get Notre Dame. Now, the problem with Kansas is their football is so bad. Right. It's so it's like Arizona bad. So oh, wow. you, you would almost want to, you know, really get this guarantee that things are going to turn around, but you can't guarantee that. Unfortunately, though, the Big Ten's last few additions in Nebraska, Maryland, and Rutgers have not necessarily been football stalwarts either. So they've kind of whiffed on the football programs they've brought in. So I could see them looking at Iowa State and trying to make a run at Notre Dame. I think you're on to something, Arnie. This, I heard someone mention it, uh, call it the orphaned eight today, and I kind of like that. <laughs> I, now, is it true that the Pac-12 doesn't take like schools that are that are like religious schools? Baylor, that's a that's going to be a problem. Uh, the, the, Why is that in the Pac-12? I don't know. I don't have an answer for that one. I don't know the, the Jesuit schools or religious schools. I I have no idea. I know academics is a big thing, but they use that as a you know as mostly BS, okay. but I, I, I don't know why they don't do the religious schools. I have no I think idea. It, I think it's going to be fair. I don't think the Big 12 is going to survive, I guess is the bottom line in all of this. I think the one positive that could come out of it is like an American Athletic Conference could try to bone up. Maybe they call Oklahoma State and whomever, but they just don't have a good TV deal. Right, and I right. don't know if, if Stillwater, Oklahoma, and Waco, Texas is suddenly going to swing the pend- uh, pendulum in your favor to get more TV money. So Arnie, I like your new commissioner in the Pac-12. I think he swings for the fences and brings in, what, at least four of those eight teams, right? Get you to the Pac-16 and you go from there. 
Uh, we have to. There's no choice. I um, I, I don't know what the – maybe they reach out to BYU or something like that. But, they, but that's a religious school. Yeah, I, you're right, right. So they don't even do that. So um, they've got to do something. So maybe they go for four of those uh, left that's left over from the Big 12. Yeah, I just – I just think it's fascinating to see to Sager what's next because that's the big question. Mm-hmm. A, when does this shift for OU and Texas to the ACC or SEC actually happen? I wish and then would what's next for the remaining teams? Arizona in the Big and Arizona State to the SEC too. Arizona and Arizona State. Did I stutter? Should we, should, yes. Yes, I think you <laughs> You're did. You're causing the rest of us to. <laughs> By the way, uh, even SI has mentioned the, quote, Pac-12 aversion to dealing with religious schools. In the past, I know BYU has come up because they wouldn't play, I believe it was baseball playoff games on Sundays, yep. and usually it's weekend series. And then if you're having that in a conference, I don't know how that applies specifically to Baylor, by the way, but I know that in the past it would come up with BYU. Uh, Baylor does they they play every every chance they get you know yeah. I don't think that they look at it from a perspective where hey well, we're as, a Baptist school and we're not no, playing or anything as we age, all know yeah. from their football program the last decade or so yeah. they sold their soul long ago yes yes absolutely yeah. so it, it, you know when you get to the nuts and bolts of it Arnie there's still a lot to be learned I know that you're ruined, worried about this ruining college football even though it's giving you everything you've always wanted uh, outside of Arizona being good. I just, I think it's going to, I think it's going to be a good thing. I think it really will end up being a good thing for college football. And I'm not just saying that as an Oklahoma Homer, if OU was left out of this, I'd probably tell you how awful it is. Yeah, exactly. But I also, but I also think at the core of it, even if Oklahoma was left out, you wouldn't be able to help, but be impressed with, Hey, Texas found a way to sell them on getting into the sec, right? (laughs) Regardless of how poor they've been playing on the football field. They're there. They're in. It's done. Uh, And it's going to be announced probably Monday. Wait, it is Monday right now, right? On the East Coast? Yeah, exactly. Be looking for a release slash notification, if not Monday, Tuesday, that Oklahoma and Texas have officially let the Big 12 know they're not coming back. And then probably by the end of the week, you'll get the news that the SEC is officially inviting Oklahoma and Texas for membership. How long? And everyone will will be all in. I don't know because the the deal with the Big Twelve is through twenty twenty five. Now, right. if the Big Twelve implodes, it, this it, could be as early. Lasting, yeah, yeah it, it could be as early as next season. Right. But if the Big Twelve says we got his contract, you're staying with us, then it could last a little bit longer. But I, in years past, the like Colorado Arnie, they had that time, and next thing you know, boom. They're in the Pac-12. So I think this happens sooner rather than later. All right, we've gone long. Let's get a break. Obviously, I'm very fired up about this, even though Arnie's trying to get OU Texas out of the Cotton Bowl. Um, (laughs) When we come back, let's talk to Bernie Fratto a little bit because Todd Furman's out tonight, but Bernie's been a busy man this week and hosted overnights the other night straight out of Vegas. And we'll talk a little bit about Olympic gambling next right here on Fox Sports Radio. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field. 
Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Tired of waiting around for hot water? Choose Navian and get instant hot water for spa-like comfort while you lower your bills. Save hundreds on a Navian tankless water heater with local rebates at tanklessmadesimple.com. You hear them straight out of Vegas, Saturday nights from 11 to midnight Pacific time. Also, just pinned his first book, The View from the Cheap Seats. Bernie Prado joins us here on Fox Sports Radio with Arnie and Plank. Uh, Bernie, just real quick, because I know we're going to talk some NFC South since we're previewing them next hour and some Aaron Rodgers. Uh, We just got done. Some some blanket thoughts slash takes from you with the new look college football landscape in the next couple of years. What do you think of Oklahoma and Texas going to the SEC? Well, I think this is an idea that's been in the making for quite a while. There is a sea change in college football. There is one about every 10 or 20 years. And so at the end of the day, as you said earlier, Chris, TV is the driver here. The Big Ten contract alone is $2.7 billion, and it renews in 2023. They're going to go up from there. So that's where this is headed. I don't necessarily think this is a bad thing. Let's let it play out. All right. Bernie, men's basketball USA, they were a 16-point favorite. They lose again. Um, If you're betting against them, you're making a boatload of money. If you're betting against them on the money line, you're making even more money than that. What's the what's the next line against Iran? It's got to be, what, it's a 20-point favorite. But uh, is Vegas getting clobbered on these or what? Well, no, the handle on these is not particularly big. Uh, there, People do bet on the Olympics. About 20 million Americans will bet on the Olympics in some form or fashion. And while it's widely bet, the handle is not very large at all, and it's just not a big financial event overall for the books. But uh, to your point, Arnie, uh, if you backed France today, uh, you certainly enjoyed that 14-0 run to finish the game, <laughs> coupled with the USA missing their last nine shots. The game closed to France plus 12.5, but on the money line, $100 would have brought you back $800. Wow. By the numbers, France had a 91% chance to win this game. So that shows how difficult it's been getting out of the blocks for the USA. But Wednesday, they are a 35-point favorite over Iran. And it would not only behoove them to win against Iran and against the Czech Republic next Saturday, but blowouts should be in order because as you get to the quarterfinal selections, point differential is factored in. So something to watch. Arnie, that is, uh, Bernie, that is fascinating because you know Arnie and I have talked about it quite a bit. The handle is is not something that I think 
has been massive. You just talked about it. This isn't necessarily an event that we look at like, say, the Super Bowl or the NCAA tournament. People no. aren't saving up for an event like the Olympics, right? No, you're, you're spot on, Chris. And how do you really handicap these games? Sure. If you're going to bet badminton or surfing or handball or soccer or swimming, <laughs> track and field, what are, your, you know, what are you looking at? So it's more of a situation where, and I've said this a thousand times, 98% of people who bet get high making the bet not winning the bet. So if they're watching the USA on TV and they have a rooting interest because someone is in that event from their hometown or whatever and they're rooting for the USA, they throw a couple of shekels on it because it enhances the viewing participation of the game, adds to their competitive spirit, makes things more enjoyable. Add it up. Like I said, lots of folks bet on this, just not a lot. Yeah, I should have put a thou on that kid from Tunisia. That was 50-1 to 1 that won the race today, whatever race that was. <laughs> Swimming. <laughs> uh, Bernie, well, give me some Aaron Rodgers stuff. What's going on? What are you guys doing in Vegas taking Green Bay off the board? What's going on there? Yeah, it's a very good question. So here's the bottom line. Uh, it was taken off the board. Whenever something's taken off the board, it's because the book doesn't know anything. The, the long and the short of it is, if we knew that Aaron Rodgers was absolutely going to retire, the win total is going to go down to 8, 8.5, and, and the market will decide from there. If we know he's coming back, for sure it'll stay at 11 and a half now i talked to jay cornegay saturday afternoon personally he runs the west book super book i've known jay for years they have like a lot of businesses sources they go to informants and they learn things and those that type of information enables them to make sure that the lines are sharp and the book's not exposed and risk managers aren't worried about updating their resume on monday i think i told arnie this story last night san diego state played a road game at wyoming years ago no one knew it took them 21 hours to get there because they got stuck in a snowstorm in wyoming and had to sleep in the airport for 10 hours by the time they got to their hotel tip-off was four hours away Naturally, the pros knew about that, fired against San Diego State. The books had to make the line accordingly. They wouldn't have known that without their sources. So a source, an informant, mentioned to the the Westgate Sportsbook that there was a strong belief Rodgers was going to retire. We'll see. However... This, the, the reason they took it off the board was merely a precautionary move, not any kind of predictor of anything anybody knew. We don't know what's going to happen. The thought now is Rodgers may have been putting it out there to force Green Bay's hand. I've said all along, and I'll say it again, I don't think he's going anywhere. I don't know what price you can put on obstinacy, but $23 million is a good start. And if Aaron Rodgers doesn't show up and play, he'll be writing some big checks. Bernie, last one. We'll let you get out of here. We're going to preview the NFC South coming up next hour where we don't know what's going on at quarterback with the Saints. Who's going to win that job? Tampa seems reloaded. Carolina, Atlanta, kind of off-season facelifts personnel-wise. Atlanta, a new coach. Is this Tampa's division with that over-under at 11.5 right now? Yeah, barring injury, they're a prohibitive favorite to win the division. They're minus 200, which is a you know 2-1. to wow. one. Look, the Saints are the next best team. They're plus 310. Uh, the Falcons 7-1 to one, and the Panthers 12-1. to one. What's interesting is the Panthers over-under win total is 7.5 and, and the Falcons is 7. I haven't got any faith in the Saints, not with Jameis. He's got to prove it to me. He threw 30 interceptions two years ago. Six of them were on the first possession of the game. Six of them were pick sixes. And six of them were in the fourth quarter when Tampa Bay was winning. So Sean Payton has never started the season other than injury since 2006 without Drew Brees under center. So Good luck. I think the Saints will be competitive, but Tampa Bay is not only a prohibitive favorite to win the division, they're plus 300 to go to the Super Bowl and plus 650 to win it. It's Tampa Bay's division to win, barring injury. 
Love it. Great stuff, Bernie. Look forward to hearing you next week. And the book available everywhere now? Yes, Is that right? Available. Yeah, it's doing really well on Amazon. I'm shocked. It's number one in new releases for wow. two-hour sports shorts reads and in baseball history. It just keeps on selling. And I haven't got that many relatives, so something's happening. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Thanks, Thanks Bernie. Bernie. You're awesome, Thanks, man. Guys. We appreciate you. It's Bernie Fratto. You hear him every single Saturday night into Sunday morning right here on Fox Sports Radio. All right, uh, Steve DeSager is going to get us caught up. We actually... What, Desega, we have some events getting ready to start here shortly or wrapping everything up from the Olympics? Literally right now? just ended the men's go. volleyball match. USA dropped the first two sets against the Russians and has just lost in four. Three sets to one. So this what? is the second game in pole play. I know. Russians beat the Americans, Arnie. Gosh. <laughs> but Mike's yeah, probably happy. It's Monday daytime, so there's still, yes, plenty going on. He's but not men's now. surfing, apparently, because uh, the men's surfing contest at the Olympics, yes, that's an Olympic sport, uh, has been delayed at least 90 minutes due to low tide. And apparently shifting weather destabilizes the quality of the surf conditions. And as far as the outdoor sports with the impending weather, we talked about the tropical storm that's coming. It'll still be warm. But a chance of thunderstorms this week. Uh, The USA-Japan gold medal softball game is, of course, outdoors on Tuesday morning. So we'll see what that does with the chance of rain. Chris, have you been following any of the U.S. softball, the Americans undefeated so far? I have. I have. And, in fact, uh, Jessica Mendoza mentioned at the end of the broadcast that this could have been the gold medal game here tonight with the concerns over rain. So we're not really hitting like I thought we were. Not really hitting like they're going to get rained out. There, there, there's a chance to are typhooned out, so that could have been the that could have been the gold medal. Well, the, the, wow. the caveat, the catch is that once again, when softball got back into the Olympics, the way they did is it was a joint bid with baseball. That's right. Using the same field, it was either vote yes on both sports or vote no on both sports to include them, and the vote was yes. And so in Japan, at least, probably not the next Olympics, but in Japan, these two sports are there, and that's why softball is being played on top of a baseball field, sixty foot bases sliding into second on the grass of the infield grass uh so yeah baseball is due to start its tournament on wednesday at Mm. that stadium and Mm. tuesday would be the softball gold medal bronze medal games just before that the way they're doing this first off small amount of softball countries the u.s now five and oh but we knew going into tonight's matchup the first place team in the standings is going to face the second place team in the standings and that'll be your gold medal game on tuesday morning which means the bronze medal game Tuesday will be third place against fourth place. Well, so Japan sat its regular ace pitcher, and yet the person who was pitching for Japan had a no-hitter into the sixth inning tonight. So good. The uh, U.S. has had two great veteran pitchers, and they did not start either of them. The the American starter tonight was from UCLA, Allie Carta, and she had nine strikeouts in five and a third innings. And eventually, Monica Abbott, anyway, got the win in relief. 3-0, 3-0, and pitched a perfect top of the seventh, and then the game-winning homer leading off the bottom of the seventh. USA 2, Japan 1, the final. But again, they're all expecting a rematch, weather permitting Tuesday morning for the gold medal. No the Amer- rematch. Just give us the gold. <laughs> it might happen. It might happen. The Americans had tied at bottom of the sixth. Left base is loaded and then won at the next inning anyway. And by the way, Chris, I did think of you when you mentioned first off about coverage, but also you referenced last hour – how sometimes in the draft coverage in this country, the guy gets drafted and then the host has mentioned oh, like the gosh. worst thing that has happened in his life. Yes. Thanks a lot. Well, what do you know? We had the opening ceremonies and NBC, that not NBC with us, the South Korean broadcaster MBC 
went in certain directions so that they had to apologize for, quote, inexcusable mistakes, inappropriate images and captions to introduce some of the countries on Friday night. Apparently, for example, when Romania marches into the stadium, they showed a picture of Dracula. (laughs) When Haiti marched in, they showed an image of rioting and mentioned the presidential assassination. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Now, when Chile came in, they showed something that was actually not in Chile. It was in Spain. Uh, when El Salvador marched in, the South Korean broadcaster showed a picture of Bitcoin because El Salvador has recently allowed it to be legal tender there. But when Italy marched in, an image of a pizza on South Korean TV. Well, when the Marshall Islands marched in Friday night, South Korean TV's caption read, once a nuclear test site for the U.S. Wow. <laughs> when Norway marched in, an image of salmon filet. Syria marches in, and they mentioned the civil war has been going on for 10 years. Ukraine marched in, and they showed an image of Chernobyl. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) This is unreal. It just kept going on. And, of course, Micronesia uh, marches in. They showed an image of the Atlantic Ocean, but as Arnie would know, it's in the Pacific. That's right. I was going to go there. (laughs) That story is fantastic. That is really (laughs) amazing. Uh, Thank you to the great folks at uh, Awful Announcing. By the way, NBC was criticized by China for the NBC Friday night coverage, by the way, or Friday morning our time, because when China marched into the stadium, the map they showed did not include Taiwan or the South China Sea. Of course, China thinks they own everything. There has been, years ago, an agreement brokered so that when Taiwan's playing, I think even in Little League we've seen this, it's called Chinese Taipei because China thinks they own the thing. So the Chinese consulate after NBC's indignities says you have hurt the emotions of the Chinese people. Yeah, well, whatever. How dare they, America? (laughs) Wow. China's never hurt anybody's emotions. (laughs) Thanks, Sager. USA men's basketball lost its Olympic opener 83-76 to France, which went on the 14-0 run late in the game. Swimming tonight, Katie Ledecky of the U.S. took silver in the 400-meter freestyle, but the session ended with gold for the U.S. men in freestyle relay, 4 by 100 Big 12 conference, yes, did meet with Oklahoma and Texas school presidents. The conference says it expects to continue talks in the days ahead. U.S. men's soccer has won its quarterfinal of the Gold Cup tournament on FS1. Looked like a big crowd in Arlington, Texas. I haven't seen the numbers. one nothing was the final over Jamaica thanks to a goal in the 83rd minute. The semifinal for the U.S. is Thursday on FS1. The Sunday night ball game had the White Sox beating the Brewers 3-1. The Padres acquired all-star second baseman Adam Frazier from the Pirates. Dodgers beat Colorado 3-2. I'll end with this. Guys, the L.A. Times had a long article on Trevor Bauer, which said in part this, quote, Trevor Bauer's career is in jeopardy and his stay with the Dodgers could be over the sexual assault allegations having turned a pitcher in his prime into a pariah in his own clubhouse mm. where no teammate has spoken publicly about him or come to his defense. And two people with knowledge of the Dodgers clubhouse dynamics said a majority of Dodger players do not want Trevor Bauer back under any circumstances. Wow. He does not have a three-year contract. Remember, it's just player options for each of the next right. two years. He could be facing MLB suspension, even if there's no conviction of a crime, of course, or even a charge of a crime. Things are getting going as far as hearing early August. Back to you. Thanks, Steve. Uh, It's Arnie and Plank on Fox Sports Radio. Gets me to a 
a tweet that we had earlier, and yeah. since DeSager brought it up, let's just stay with it. Jason tweeted at us and writes, can I bring up a very serious topic, guys? Is there any way Trevor Bauer is cleared to return on Tuesday when the suspension could end and the union does have to agree to him not returning? Well, I think based on what DeSager just laid out, Arnie, from that LA Times article, I would say the chances are incredibly slim, and I think they're even slimmer that he's cleared by Tuesday, right? No, and everything we've seen? Right. I, I don't think he will, but it is going to be interesting to see, you know, if you're not charged with an official crime, you know, how much, uh, uh, what can Major League Baseball do? What can the Dodgers do? What does the penalty, could they have just said, we're not even going to pay you for the rest of this year? I don't see them picking up the options because, was it a player option or a team option? Player said? option. Play, oh, well, then yeah. they'll definitely pick up those player options, that's for sure, but... Um, I, I'm not sure how this will play out. It's, it's, it's a very disturbing situation. Here's one side, though, is, you know, what's right around the corner. Now, I'm not saying he's going to get traded. Just when I mentioned the trade deadline, the Major League Baseball trade deadline is legitimately right around the corner. It's Friday afternoon at what, like four Eastern. Is there a chance that the Dodgers get in the Max Scherzer game between now and then? Now, because depending on who you believe on Twitter the Nationals are now taking potential offers for Max Scherzer. Oh, I believe that. And they certainly have plenty of pieces to send on back to the Nationals. I'd certainly be looking at that. And if I'm the Dodgers, yeah, I, I would need to get myself another pitcher because right now things are, I mean, you're looking good, but you're, you know, you're fought, stuck in that three-team race with San Diego and San Francisco. And how's that going to play out? You're going to have to be what the wild card game where winner takes all. I, you're going to have to get yourself another pitcher. I think Josiah Gray looked pretty good today, but that's a rookie that you're counting on that uh, got you four innings. I mean, I, Arnie, I'm old enough to remember when a quality start was at the very least six innings. Yes, now a exactly. guy goes like three yes. innings. It's like he was incredible out there it today. Great. It was great. But, but, but Scherzer is one of the names that's available as apparently is the guy the Dodgers face today. In Rockies, quote unquote, ace Jonathan Gray. Whatever the so. Cole Hamels, I thought he had a tryout last week, and teams went to go see him. Yeah, I, I don't. It's funny that you mention that because there's certain guys in baseball that I, and pitchers maybe more than any other position. Jonathan Gray's one of them. Cole Hamels is a great example, I guess. What he showed off, or he showed off. He he play, uh, trained and kind of showcased his skills, tried out, and the Angels were involved in watching him. But, Arnie, I feel like it was just like two years ago when we were talking about Cole Hamels potentially being dealt at the yeah. trade deadline and right. how big of a trade it was. And then you look back, you're like, oh, oh, that was like seven years ago. So <laughs> that's a guy we haven't heard too terribly much from the last couple of seasons. But, hey, who knows? I mean, you have some very desperate teams right. that are near the top of their division for quality starting pitching right now. There's Innings my eater. List. You got to get, get the, but remember, there's only what we're yeah. already at game 100. There's only 62 left for both right. teams. That's right. That's right. Uh, this is baseball, Chris, for you right now. I just want to let you guys know I'm into Major League Baseball more than you could ever imagine. You want to add something real quick on Hamels? Yeah, Ken Sager? Rosenthal was talking about Cole Hamels today and said he has yet to receive an offer he finds acceptable, but Hamels plans to continue ramping up his throwing regimen. Okay. So he got offers probably for the minimum, I'm guessing. Welcome to the Dodgers, Cole Hamels. You're going <laughs> to pitch out of the pin and see what happens. Southern, right. Southern California native, as I recall. Right, it fit in pretty well. Okay, so we got more of the Sager coming up in a bit. We've got more from the Olympics today to get to. And it's interesting because there's a lot of feedback when it comes to the new look of college football. The tweets have been amazing. We'll get into it next with Arnie and Plank on Fox Sports Radio.
Arnie and Plank, Fox Sports Radio. Went a little long last. Got a little heavy. Got a little ahead of the chains yeah. here. So DeSager joined. Not, not, a, not a good job of landing the plane uh, on my part, DeSager. Horrible. That's fine. Horrible. It's been an enjoyable show. It has been fun. It has been fun. We haven't fought that much. <laughs> Arnie's been meaner than Arnie's ever been, but I'm, I, I can handle it. I can handle I'm a big boy. How are you? What, what do we got that we got to tie up loose ends wise? This uh, we'll get Sega? to hoops in a moment, but NBC is saying that its audience on TV for the primetime coverage of the Olympics last night from Tokyo, and this is, by the way, if you include the broadcast channel, cable, streaming on your tablet, anything they can get their hands on. The total audience for last night was about 15 million viewers, which for non-NFL, that's still great for any TV program these days. It is, however, in this country, the first time since 2004 that the first night of competition at any Olympics got less than 20 million viewers. Wow. Uh, it's more than the Friday uh, coverage got because the opening ceremonies numbers were down. Now, if you combine the Friday morning live coverage of the ceremony and the Friday night taped replay, then you get 17 million viewers for NBC on Friday. If you combine the two, they do get the swimming finals in prime time, and that happened again tonight. And therefore, these are morning races for the Japanese. Caleb Dressel of the U.S. going for six medals at the Tokyo Games has gold number one because he led off tonight's American victory in the men's 4 by 100 freestyle relay. And it was a silver medal just before that for American swimmer Katie Ledecky in the 400-meter freestyle. But in that race, she did swim the fourth fastest time ever recorded in that event. But the winner from Australia swam the second fastest time ever recorded in that event. The American men lost their basketball opener to France, 83-76. France has five NBA players on the roster. Stop that. I'm quick to point out that the U.S. has 12 NBA players on the roster. Yeah, you think? Uh, meanwhile, France was coming from 10 points down to take the lead in the third quarter when Kevin Durant was sitting in foul trouble. Keep in mind, these games are 40 minutes each under FIBA rules, not the 48-minute games in the NBA. Therefore, it's five personal fouls instead of six. So when Durant got his fourth foul, Pop just sat him for the rest of the third quarter, and France came back and tied the game. And in fact, the U.S. offense only had 11 points in the 10 minutes of the third quarter. And yes, Drew Holiday just arrived from the Milwaukee Bucks led the team in minutes as well as scoring in this opening game. He had 18 points. Durant from three-point range was one for six. He fouled out with 10 points in the loss. He was horrible. Damian Lillard did not have a good game. He finished with 11 points, three assists, and four turnovers. Lillard was three of 10 shooting. Uh, as far as France, Evan Fournier, ex of Orlando, had 28 points. And Rudy Gobert, the three-time NBA Defensive Player of the Year, nine rebounds, no turnovers. Nick Batum, five assists, no turnovers. The Americans will play again late Tuesday night against Iran and then on Saturday morning against Czech Republic. Late last night, those two played each other, and Czech Republic led by 20 points against Iran early fourth quarter, Jeez. wound up beating them 84-78. But the Czechs from three-point range were six for 30 and Iran in the loss had 21 turnovers. Those are the next two opponents for the Americans this week. For Iran, by the way, the late Tuesday night opponent, they do have seven foot two veteran Hamed Haddadi, ex of the Memphis Grizzlies. He had 15 points, 10 rebounds in the opener. And for the Czechs in their game from the Chicago Bulls, Thomas Sadaransky, two of 14 shooting from oh the floor. Gosh. While six foot 11, Jan Vesely, former Washington Wizards first rounder, had 11 points, seven rebounds. And Patty Mills of Australia early today, 25 points. The Aussies led by six after the third quarter and then whipped Nigeria, 84 67. 
Is uh, is Damian Lillard going to tell us how different they look on tape uh, after those two <laughs> performances? My gosh. All right, great stuff to Sager. Hey, when we come back, we will start a tradition over the next eight weeks here with Arnie and Plank on Fox Sports Radio. We'll go division by division. We'll talk NFC South. We'll get to your tweets as well as we head into the final hour at Arnie and Plank on Fox Sports Radio. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Wow. It's our final hour. NFC South preview coming up here in a bit. You hate these previews, don't you? Yeah, I do. I do. You hate it. You hate to... You just want to tell us who's going to win it and be done with it. You don't like going in depth on it, do you? Well, that's, be honest. that's because I'm I'm pretty good on my predictions, so you know I really don't have to get too in depth. I'm like, right. you know, I when I say that the Patriots are going to win five games this year, I'm I'm pretty much right on that five six games. Everybody else is wrong. I, I'm pretty. I, my predictions have been pretty spot on. So you don't, I mean, I, we can scrap the segment if no, you want. No, that, you know what I mean? You already I like scheduled it. it. I mean, I, I, mean, I, I did have way, it how scheduled. Many, how many topics did I get? Can I just ask you one quick question? Go ahead. Was that Tom Brady video real? No. It was really? CGI. Yeah. Because I'm like, no way he's doing that. <laughs> I tend to think everything on the internet is fake. So I pretty much just assume that everything that I see on the interwebs is not real. So it really is. You know that for a hundred percent fact that is fake. Then yeah, it's CGI'd. That's it, like in, computer unless, generated. Thank you. Yes, very much so. We, I mean, if it wasn't, he's not human. But oh, I guess well, we have to wonder if he's you, not human at all. You know, it's fake or it's not fake. So it it's is fake. fake. It's okay. fake. It's 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 it was done up. I'm just. 
the fact that you would look at that and think, holy smokes, he was really able to do that. Well, only because on the third throw, he knocked the thing over. I'm like, holy cow. I, I guess he really did do it. But <laughs> Tired of throwing to my same receivers. I mean, it was brilliant, right? I, I did a, put uh, – wait, when you see – when I said my notes, I go, is this real? And I put a question mark. I did ask you that. I didn't are, are, you, are you mad because I'm not getting to enough of the topics that you sent today? No, I only gave you 14 of them. I was sitting here. I was looking through them, yeah. Uh, it, it, and, Arnie, I, just your handwriting is such a challenge. Uh, I like – a big – well, go ahead. I was going to say a big topic is actually – Topic number nine, where I said Tampa Bay is going to be using wristbands. Uh, colored wristbands. Remember, yes. I don't know if you saw that story. That's yes, crazy. Yes, I did. And it's not just Tampa. It's several other teams now. Right. And you watch. This is going to end up being a major story that the sports media is going to love to cover. Well, tell everybody what you're talking about real quick. So, so a, a handful of teams, and the first one that we saw reported on was the Buccaneers, are going to have players that are unvaccinated wear yellow wristbands and I don't know if that's going to be a game day thing too Arnie but it's definitely going to be a practice thing and the Bucks went as far as ridiculously high fines if you're unvaccinated and you break protocols so but that's going to be all yeah. the NFL teams I thought what 15,000 or 14 and change or whatever it is it, it, oh did everyone else fall in line because I saw the the Buccaneers was like 30 right that if you were saw and if you were witnessed, well, if you were I, I don't saw, know that. Yeah. if yeah. you were witnessed in a spot, how you were going to be hammered as far as fines were concerned if you break any protocols. So the NFL is not only championing this right now, but oof, it's led to some very very hot debates that inevitably become what political. So that was number nine on Arnie's list of topics. We've already hit most of them. Uh, the U.S. men's hoops topic that he sent us had uh, seven different bullet points uh, among those <laughs> among those embarrassing, don't give me the rest of the world caught up, um, Popovich horrible. Yeah. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is on here with the side note, retire. And then did Deshaun, have a question mark on that. Though. Yes, yes. Retire question mark. And then Deshaun Watson, will he show up? Um, we talked Big Twelve. We got it to the NFL. Vaccinate. Hold on, I got to flip the page now. I, I, I didn't know. I didn't hear about the uh, until after we started the Michigan Ohio State rumor that they are now going to go over to the SEC. But I again, I think before we dive into the NFC North and or NFC South, excuse yeah. me, and get to your tweets. I do think you get to this point, and from being someone who is who they're nine to five, if you will. My numero uno job is covering college football, is covering college sports, and I've done it since 97. So I've been through a couple of waves of of realignment. I feel like 90% of what is reported ends up being BS. And there's certain people that you listen to and that you trust, and, and now everyone's trying to find a position for themselves. You know, I feel bad because I think some people that cover certain teams are trying to build up uh, landing spots for them in major conferences that just aren't there. And then I feel really good for certain teams that might get a better opportunity to be successful where they end up. So it's just I would take everything with – I'm not going to say a grain of salt already. Right. But we don't need to freak out over every rumor that's out there because usually when something like this happens, it comes out of well, nowhere just like this did. Right. Well, well, rumor, but being reported there, I mean, it wasn't like, you know, you just heard like on Twitter, hey, I'm hearing this and that. I mean, people actually reporting this stuff. By the way, what are the locals in Oklahoma? How, how thinking, solid was yeah. how, What was the wording of that report? I don't have it in front of me. Well, I'll, I'll tell you what it was. It was, it was very fact, shaky. It, it, well, I have the... 
Google search, and, you know, it's like you got Spartan Wire now picking up the story, SI.com. Uh, obviously, Outkick called, picked it up. I mean, it's called Aggregate. Yahoo is, is, has the story to begin with. Right, and if you clicked on 99.9% of those links, right. it would take you back to one article about it that was written in Yahoo Sports. Uh, let me give you a great example of that. The state of Oklahoma has started to lose its mind about Oklahoma State as a potential candidate to the Big Ten. Now, Arnie, if you click on every single one of those stories, it goes back to one guy's report. Right. It's not a bunch of different people because, trust me, if people want to confirm a report, you'll find out about it, and it's everywhere. I can confirm the report that Adam Schefter had. It's everywhere. I just I don't think that there is a lot of solid reporting. And I don't doubt that Ohio State and Michigan would see this and think, okay, let's go. But I, I don't. You're telling me that this wouldn't be the number one story everywhere if there was a lot of juice behind this, that Ohio State and Michigan would be on their way to the SEC too? Well, I, I, so everybody else, only half the people are thinking it's false. The other people that are reprinting it are, are the ones that believe it. Is that is that the way I have to figure it out then? Is that the way? I think, By the way, some of these reports come as two days ago. Do, do, you, do you know where the Ohio State and Michigan and Clemson and Florida State rumors came from? The Houston uh, paper, right? No. No? Came from my man Jack McGuire at Barstool Sports. Oh, I thought it was uh, Houston Chronicle. Yeah. Jack McGuire. No, Houston Chronicle broke the Texas A&M story. McGuire, who writes for Barstool, is reporting that the SEC is in serious contact with Michigan and Ohio State. He added that he is unaware of whether or not this could actually happen. I'm hearing that they wanted Arizona in, but Arizona said no. Love uh, you, that's Jack. That's what I'm hearing. Love you, Jack Mack, but come on, man. <laughs> you, you know, my, anytime you start a report with, I'm hearing there's serious contact, but <laughs> I, I'm unaware of whether or not this could actually happen, you do kind of submarine your take just a bit. So I'd slow it. I, I want to see it. I'd love to see it, but I'd slow down a bit on that. So. I, a lot of conference stuff that we still need to figure out. And I wanted to address this real quick before we moved away from conference talk. Roger the Engineer hit us up on Twitter. and He writes, Aaron Rodgers is only worth three wins in Vegas? That's nuts. And tell Plank Show he better be careful at Oklahoma. They will end up like Nebraska. Remember when they were relevant? Yeah, me neither. No, I don't re- remember <laughs> when they were relevant. Yeah, we were arguing about that last night. Um, Torres thought that they'd be like a five or six win team. Without Aaron Rodgers, I said no. They'll they'll probably be right around five hundred. I actually I think I, I said eight nine uh, was my prediction, and then Bernie came on and said over under would be about eight eight and a half without Aaron Rodgers. I didn't think they'd drop all that much, but three games, uh, three to three and a half games is significant. Yeah, I I that's a pretty half, yeah. that's a pretty fan, a significant number. Okay, every single Sunday night from now until the week leading up to the start of the NFL season. Arnie will complain about this. He doesn't want to be involved in it, but we will take you through every single division and give you a quick snapshot preview of every team. And Arnie will give you his pick not only on who's going to win the division, but we'll hit the over-unders for each team as well. So we start tonight as we do every year, much like the NFL does, with the defending Super Bowl champion, and that is Tampa Bay in the NFC South. And if you missed the standings last year, Arnie, you remember who actually won the South, right? Saints won it, of course. The New yeah. Orleans Saints won the South with a 12-4 and record. Tampa finished the regular season 11-5 and with Carolina 5-11, and Atlanta and 4-12. and So we start with the Falcons, the addition of Kyle Pitts, 
the subtraction of Julio Jones. They have three first-round picks now along that offensive line. Arthur Smith takes over as head coach for Dan Quinn. And another year of Matt Ryan. Arnie, are you buying that the Falcons can be better this season right now? Yeah, I, actually, I am. You know, if they didn't have a brand-new coach, I would even go as far as to say, hey, you know, maybe they could be a little bit of a sleeper, and I still think maybe they can, not to win the division, but maybe finish in second place. Um, you know, they did have some bad losses, and then when it got toward the end of the season, uh, you know, the wheels fell off the track, and it was it was going absolutely nowhere. They had to make changes. I, I like them. I, I really do. I, I like Matt Ryan. Um, and remember now, when when you look at the team overall, what was it, like five losses in a row at the end of the last season? So that was the killer. But their point differential was not all that bad for a last-place team. It was close to, you know, even. I think it was just slightly in the minus. So that's why I, I think they're not as bad as that 4-12 and record showed from last year. It It's funny because... The Falcons were the best team I watched all year last year because I watched only one of their games when they played the Raiders and they beat the absolute <laughs> snot out of them on that Sunday morning. Uh, you know, you've you, you got Mike Davis now that's been added to your backfield after the se- breakout season that he had last year at Carolina. Uh, you've brought Cordero Patterson into right. the mix. And listen, what they have defensively. Swiss Army knife a little bit. Of a good, yeah. Right, can do a little running back too. But they've got some nice things going defensively. Dante Fowler did not have a great year last year after coming in from the Rams. But we'll see if they can turn things around. I like Arthur Smith quite a bit. And the Falcons right now projected with an over-under of seven. We'll get to Arnie's picks Do you like on that Matt come. Ryan? Do you like Matt I Ryan? I love Matt Ryan. I'm I'm one of those guys that thinks he still has a pretty solid couple of seasons left in him. Uh, but I, I've, I've come to find out that Matt Ryan has kind of a Derek Carr-like quality to him, not in, in that Derek Carr has won the MVP or that he's gone to the Super Bowl, but his fan base hates his guts. So much much like everyone in Vegas, uh, for the, or it's very polarizing. They can't stand Matt Ryan, and they want to blame him for everything. They'll tell you that he's had more talent around him, Arnie, with Julio Jones and their tight ends and all yeah, the running the backs Julio, that they've had. Julio Jones had injuries also. That's why I'm thinking, you know, what are they going to go ahead and do uh, for wide receivers this year? Yeah. I mean, it, it, it may be a little, a little bit slim pickets from last year. They've got a, a good one coming up. I think in the what third-year player now, the wide receiver, Calvin Ridley, who was a first-round pick in 2018 great, yeah. out of Alabama. I really like him. Carolina, are you a believer in a fresh coat of paint for Sam Darnold? He's got Christian McCaffrey healthy. They drafted Chuba Hubbard. I kind of I dig this new look for Sam Bradford now, full disclosure. I was re-watching his game last night when the Jets ran all over the Raiders. But Carolina finished third, 5-11, and 11, had, again, a very slim point differential. That was a really good division with two teams that had bad records. But Matt Rule, year two, full training camp, everyone in. You buying them? No, I'm not buying them. Matter of fact, can you do a – can you look something up for me? Go ahead. When we do the show next week, you, you won't be able to do it now. Um, how many years has Darnold been in the league? It's been four, right? Is Sam Darnold was a first-round pick in 2000, and let's see, what was that? 17 was when he – same year as as Baker, so. I want to know when his career is done or after this year. sorry. If he'll go down as one of the – you know, you look at his one-loss records on teams he's played, he may be be right up there with, like, Archie Manning on playing for lousy teams because it's not going to be any better. It'll be a little bit better in Carolina, but that's a last-place team. I, I really believe that, even though he's got some weapons around him. Um, I, I just don't think they're going to get it done this year. 
Uh, yeah, 18 was whenever he was a top 10 pick. Uh, yeah, they've got some, and they didn't have weapons last year. You got McCaffrey back. They drafted yeah. Chuba Hubbard, as I mentioned, uh, from a wide receiver position. They brought in Robbie Anderson. They, they've got DJ Moore there. And Arnie, this team's sneaky good defensively with Brian Burns, Shaq Thompson's a stud. Jeremy Chin was outstanding. So Carolina right now. They weren't great their- last year. No, well, I mean, for a rookie for Jeremy Chin, I think he was pretty good. Which gets us to the Saints, which is a very simple debate. Do they have a roster that can continue to compete without Drew Brees? And then who is that guy that takes over for Drew Brees? Is it Taysom Hill or Jameis Winston? Those are the two big questions, right? Was this team all about a Drew Brees who, as Jason Hershorn so eloquently put it in hour one, had lost his fastball? Or, Arnie, is this a team that's going to crumble without a record setter like Drew Brees as their quarterback? I can't, first of all, I think they're getting an upgraded quarterback with Taysom Hill. That's my guy. You know, I've been talking about him for a long, long time. I finally, I'm finally going to go ahead and see what he's going to be doing if he gets the job. I, I, My goodness, man. They gave him the contract extension. They gave him the money. How could he not be the starting quarterback, at least to start things off to see how they do? I, I think they'll be fine. Michael Thomas, I, my goodness, what's going healthy. on there? How long is he going to be out? That concerns me about the receiving core. But other than that, I, I believe in the Saints this year, and I believe in Taysom Hill. I can't wait to see what he's going to do. See, how can he not be the starting quarterback? Well, it could be because he gets beat out, Arnie. Maybe like a guy that throws 30, t- uh, 30 interceptions. He's got LASIK now. He's got LASIK oh, I now. Forgot, I forgot about that. That's uh, right. And let's not forget, too, this is a team that has really loaded up on defense over the last couple of years and made the big pick of Peyton Turner in the first round with 21st pick, the kid out of Houston, took Pete Werner in the second round. They're going to rely on a lot of young guys for Dennis Allen's defense. And then finally, Tampa's, this is kind of simple. They're just reloaded. We could cut and paste, Arnie, what we were saying about this team at yeah. the end of last season it's almost the exact same depth chart uh, why wouldn't you want to? I don't think they're going to go 17 to no I'll put that on the record right now <laughs> I guess you can get what 14 or 15 to 1 in Vegas to see if they go and go undefeated I think Tom Brady's going to have another phenomenal year and this time he's coming in healthy so um, how could you not be impressed defensively are they going to be as good defensively as they were in the last like couple games of the regular season and in the playoffs because if they do my goodness they may have the best record but um, I don't know if they're going to be able to go ahead and play like that again. I think they've got a free safety issue they need to figure out. They used a couple draft picks on that, but man, they're sne- they're scary good. And they, re- I mean, legitimately, this isn't hyperbole. They return everybody on this team yeah. from last year. So, what do the win loss totals look like? We'll get Artie's take on it next as we dive headfirst into the NFC South on Fox Sports Radio. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notify, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast 
is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year. It's amazing because Discover's accepted at 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2021 Nielsen Report limitations apply. A couple of quick Twitter reactions. Um, Lou Riley writes, Christian McCaffrey not only sabotaged my fantasy football team, first player pick (laughs) in my league, but the Panthers by missing virtually the entire season. Carolina will do much better this year. Daryl writes, I think the legend stinking genius is wrong. Jeremy Chin is a stud. Matt Rule is a serious coach. The Panthers will finish second in that division and will vie for a wild card spot if Darnold can hold up his end of the bargain. Serious team. Was it the USA Today that did their predictions? I think they had everybody except for, obviously, Tampa sub-500 in that division. Am I wrong on that? Is that possible? Maybe. No? Maybe well, 8-9, right? Because it's sub-500, yeah. right? I-, I will say if if Sam Darnold is anything like what we thought he could be coming out of right. college, right? And what we thought he could be with a decent line around him and it's still to be seen if – it's still to be seen what this line looks like for Carolina – and I think they've got a chance to be pretty good this year. But again, I mean, you're talking about a second-year coach, fresh out of college. You're talking about an offensive coordinator who, what Joe Brady, did Did, did he even really call all the plays at LSU? LSU fans can right. correct me if they want. But I, it is, it's a lot of new still at Carolina. And, and I can't go with what they did last year. I can't say, well, their offense was bad last year because they had so many injuries. You just throw out that whole thing from last year. So if you would consider those notes on Caroline and those perspectives, Arnie, knowing that they were willing to do whatever it took to get Matt Stafford. And then as the rumor would lay out, they were willing to do whatever it took and might still be willing to do whatever it took to go get a Deshaun Watson. And we're ready to try to trade up to get a quarterback in the first round, right? They were rumored to go get Justin Fields, knowing that they have Sam Darnold. Over under seven and a half, which isn't the worst. The Falcons over under is seven. Which way are you leaning first with Carolina at seven and a half? All right. I, I, I have to take one over one under because I'm not going to take both of them over there. And Fair if point. I'm going to do one, I'm going to have to take Carolina over the seven and a half. Again, there's 17 games this year. So that means they got to go eight, nine. Um, I think the Falcons are putrid. So that, that'd be two wins against them. Maybe they'll be a little bit better than I'm giving them credit for. I just thought what happened to them last year. And then I keep forgetting they had so many injuries and McCaffrey was gone and, and now they have Darnold. So, um, if I was going to take it, I'm going to bet the over, you said seven and a half or seven, seven and a half for Carolina. Okay, you got to get that eight. You're still, you're still sub 500, but that's certainly uh, attainable. So I'm going to go over and hope you go eight, nine on that. 
By the way, uh, you were right in the USA Today predictions for the NFC South, which is what we're previewing tonight. Right. Bucks projected to go 14-3. and three. Every other team under 500, including Carolina, who would finish second in the division at 8-9. and nine. That's So they crazy. hit that over. That's crazy. Um, Atlanta is projected here on this USA Today projection, Arnie. To be five and twelve this year, they finished four and twelve last year. Their over under is set at seven. Which way are you leaning? I'm going to go under on that. I mean, they said everybody's going to be sub five hundred. They certainly got a lot of questions. Look, I like Matt Ryan also, but he's going to have to start slowing down a little bit. They get rid of Julio, though. They do have some pretty good weapons there. Um, I just don't see it happening for them. The division is certainly more doable for them. Uh, their defense was atrocious last yeah, year. Yeah, really bad. You know, they they can score at times, but they've had some bad losses. I'm probably going to go with the under on that one. So do the top two teams, or at least the top two finishers last year. A much different outlook. What did outlook. USA have them at? What did they have them at? Uh, USA Today had them at 5-12. and 12. Okay. So you're, you're you're thinking along the right way, uh, and that over and under is at seven. Now again, these lines were ones that I just pulled up, or at least I, I should say numbers. If they've shifted at all, you guys can hit us up and correct me at Plank Show at Stinking Genius One. All right, nine and a half for New Orleans. Nine and a half. That oh, seems they were like twelve a massive and four. I, look, I don't think they're going to drop three games uh, because Drew Brees is gone. Matter of fact, I told you I already think it's an upgraded quarterback. I still think they're damn good. I like that. Like this team a lot. Yeah, I have a a few questions about it, but nobody's coming in perfect. Their plus uh, minus last year was one of the best in the NFL. You don't give them credit for that. They had a great, you know, people talk about their offense and how um, it was really not that great under Drew Brees. They only scored a little bit less than Tampa, and everybody liked what Tampa did. Um, I don't think they miss a beat with Taysom Hill if he gets the start. Uh, If it's Jameis, then I have my doubts, but I'm going to go with the over nine and a half um, and see if they go at least 10 and seven in this time. Some interesting notes on New Orleans' schedule. Yeah. Because they don't play Tampa until week eight. Wow. They open, Arnie, with Green Bay. So you start thinking about, well, if Rodgers doesn't report, suddenly you'd feel really, really good about that. That's and true. then get this, four or three of their first five games are on the road. But how about this for their first five weeks? And they've got an early buy. They've got a buy in week six. They've got Green Bay to open at home. They go to Carolina to New England, home for New York, the Giants, and to Washington. Oh, they're going to be like five and one. I, that's how favorable is that in the oh first? Oh my goodness, they're going to five be five and one. No, four and one, four and four one. And unless one. You, I'm sorry, four unless you one. want to include them beating Seattle after the bye when they go to Seattle in Week Seven, but nah, eh, that might be a little bit Yeah, don't push it. All right, so it gets us to Tampa Bay, the Buccaneers, who will kick off the NFL season on what is that Thursday, the 9th of September. They're over under after an 11 and 5 season last year is 11 and a half for Tampa Bay. Arnie, which way are you leaning right now? I want to say the over. I want to believe it, but man, that is that's a lot. Well, look, I I said they weren't going to go 17 and oh, and that's certainly <laughs> not going to happen, but I'm taking the over 11 and a half. That means 12 and 5. Um, especially in a division where USA Today said all the other teams are sub-500, so maybe I've given them a little bit too much, not them, but the rest of the division a little too much credit. If the division really is that bad, expect them to go, uh, what, 6-0 and or 5-1 and at least and go ahead and cruise through. Now, remember last year, didn't they have like a, a five- or six-game stretch where they didn't even have to leave like the state of Florida and everything was, or it was a short travel if they did? 
Um, I don't know if they get all the breaks this year when you look at their schedule. I know they have two uh, two road games at Carolina and the Jets um, in their last three weeks. So, you know, I don't think they get quite the same breaks, but I'm going to go the over 11 and a half. That sounds doable to me because, like you said, they're absolutely loaded from uh, exactly from last year. But see, it's going to be interesting to see which way you go here before we wrap up our NFC South prediction, uh, prediction segment because they open with your Super Bowl pick, the Dallas Cowboys. Right. Then after a game against the Falcons, they travel to Los Angeles to play the Rams, that much-anticipated Sunday night game against the Patriots in New England, and then Arnie in Week 5, they get the mighty Miami Dolphins. That's right. That's right. So uh, could they yeah, be 2-3 and three by that point? Ooh, don't, don't be, they'll beat Dallas. They'll go ahead and get by Dallas. They'll beat Even though Atlanta. you've got them going to the Super Bowl? They'll beat Atlanta, yes. And, um, you know, the Rams don't scare me this year. It's certainly not New England. They'll be 4-0 going into the Miami game okay. before they lose, to, uh, the, they lose to the Dolphins. There you have it, our NFC And then South they'll beat preview. Philadelphia, Chicago. They have it pretty easy, to be honest. All right. Uh, there you go. Arnie's got the Bucks to take the NFC South, and then I assume, what, lose in the – uh, NFC Championship game to the Cowboys, probably. Yeah, I think the Cowboys. This is the Cowboys year. I, the Cow- I, there you I'm go, Bobo. So cursed. All right, next week we'll hit the AFC South. That's you, the NFC South. <laughs> if you missed any of it, you can find our predictions on the podcast page. Simply search Fox Sports Radio Weekends. One final time tonight during Arnie and Plank, Steve Desayer comes strolling in with the latest. What's going on, Steve? Gentlemen, Luka Doncic just scored thirty-one points in the first half. He's amazing. Of Slovenia's right now. Olympic basketball wow. debut, Slovenia has a halftime lead of six. 62-42 over Argentina. Wow is right. Meanwhile, U.S. Jeez. women's water polo, which has dominated for much of the last decade plus, is tied to start the second half. 6-6 U.S. and China in the pool. Meanwhile, Japan took gold in the first ever Olympic skateboard competition for women. I use the word women in quotes because the winner was a 13-year-old girl. Second place, the silver to a competitor from Brazil, also a 13-year-old girl. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Last night, the first ever men's Olympic skateboard competition went to a man from uh, Japan. I mean, an old man, like he's 22. Wow. U.S. men's archery has just lost its quarterfinal 5-1 to Japan. In Olympic tennis, Naomi Osaka won her second round match. Men's number one, Novak Djokovic, is going to play his second rounder within the next couple hours. And weightlifting's going on right now. The clean and jerk, the only competition hey named now. after Arnie, by the way. Wow. <laughs> the uh, it's, it's weightlifting. It's the women's weightlifting. And looking at these, they are lifting literally about the equivalent of 225 pounds. In some cases, it's near double their body weight going on here. Un- yeah, exactly. U.S. men's basketball this morning, our time, lost its Olympic opener 83-76 to France. The French went on a 14-0 run in the last four minutes. France ranked number seven in the world this year, the U.S. number one, but the Americans today shot just 36% from the floor. Over from the Milwaukee Bucks, just joined them. Drew Holiday led the team with 18 points and led them in minutes as well. In men's hoops, the USA's all-time record in the Olympics was 138 and 5 until today, dating back to the 1930s. More recently, they had won 25 Olympic Games in a row. Today, the U.S. was leading the game by seven with under four minutes to go. I was watching. I'm like, oh, we got this in the bag now. Could not close it out. For those who were, that weren't with us at the start of the show, in about the last two minutes today, 
Devin Booker missed a three-point try. Bam Adebayo missed two free throws. Damian Lillard had two turnovers, an intentional foul, and missed a three all in the last couple minutes. Kevin Durant, after the foul trouble, was playing in the last couple minutes and missed two three-point tries. Drew Holiday missed two three-point tries. Adebayo missed a putback. Zach Levine missed a jumper. It was awful, and France takes the game. The U.S. will play again late Tuesday night against Iran and then Saturday morning against the Czech Republic. The Olympic quarterfinals start in about a week. Next week, there's a draw to determine the quarterfinal matchups. By the way, also early this morning, Italy was down by six, eight minutes to go, but still won. Beat Germany in hoops 92-82 as Danilo Gallinari had 18 points in the victory. U.S. women's basketball opens late tomorrow night against Nigeria. U.S. women's gymnastics finish second in the qualifiers qualifying round behind the Russians, but team scores will reset for the finals. In swimming tonight, Katie Ledecky of the U.S. took silver in the 400-meter freestyle. Then the U.S. men got gold in the freestyle relay, 4 by 100 U.S. women's 3-on-3 basketball won two more games this past day to go to 4-0 in the tournament, and they play two more in the morning. The U.S. 3-on-3 roster, this is half-court basketball, is made up of four WNBA players, including Kelsey Plum, who is a great scorer at the University of Washington, and six foot five Steph Dolson of UConn, who is essentially unguardable in this tournament yeah, so far. Yeah, they couldn't guard her at all. <laughs> The U.S. women's it. soccer team plays again early Tuesday against Australia. Keep in mind these two weeks, Japan 13 hours ahead of Eastern time, so it is Monday there already. The American women won gold in fencing, gold in taekwondo, and gold for the U.S. in men's air rifle shooting. In softball tonight, Japan was pitching a no-hitter against the Americans in the sixth, but the U.S. went to 5-0 uh, and in the tournament by winning the game anyway, 2-1 to one on a last-inning home run, leading off the bottom of the seventh. Jeez. U.S. men's Volleyball lost in four to the Russians. The Bears are signing tight end Jesse James. The Big 12 Conference met with Oklahoma and Texas school presidents. Cameron Champ won the PGA event in Minnesota. Louis Eustace tied for second two back. The Olympic golf competition starts Thursday. There is no PGA tournament next weekend. NASCAR's Cup Series is off for two straight Sundays. U.S. men's soccer won its Gold Cup quarterfinal on FS1 tonight. one nothing against Jamaica on a goal in the 83rd minute. Semifinal will be Thursday in, uh, on FS1, but Tonight's game was at the Cowboys Stadium. Arlington, Texas had attendance of 41,000 for this USA game, and it was a 9 p.m. Central kickoff. Impressive. The White Sox won the Sunday night ball game 3-1 at Milwaukee. Winning pitcher Lance Lynn not only had six strikeouts in six innings, he hit a two-run single. Philadelphia and Aaron Nola edged the Braves 2-1. It was Houston 3-1 over Texas. The Rangers have lost 12 in a row. The Angels' Shohei Otani hit his 35th homer, a 6-2 win at Minnesota. Giants and Dodgers each won. The Padres lost, but the Pods have acquired all-star second baseman Adam Frazier from the Pirates for three minor leaguers. Back to you. Thanks, Steve. Have a great week, buddy. We'll see you back here next Sunday mm-hmm. night. It's Arnie Plank on Fox Sports Radio. By the way, the Rangers losing 12 in a row, I don't think they've led at any point in those 12 games either. <laughs> Are you no, literally early in the first of the they haven't led in two weeks. Oh, Just very insane. early in the streak, yeah. I work Jeez. one of my one of my best friends at work is a, is a Rangers fan. <laughs> and not not one of those types of fans that only follows when things are going well. Like he's oh, a diehard. No. Like he sits and watches every single game. Bless his heart. I don't know how he does it. Oh. You gotta get Joey Gallo out of there, right? 
I mean, someone's got to go save him, like drive by. Let's go. Break him out. <laughs> well, unless they, let's go. Unless they trade him next week. By the way, I looked oh. it up. Texas did did lead for half an inning today. Oh, there you go, Arnie. Oh, they <laughs> broke the streak. One nothing in the fifth, very briefly. Oh. Uh, so keep hope alive. Yes. By the way, Arnie's picks coming up here in just a bit. Let's hit That's Twitter. Right. It's always the best way to stay in touch with the show. I haven't read as many tonight because we've been loaded with information, reaction, and conversations. Uh, Arik. My disc golf playing friend writes, again, put the college kids back in the Olympics. Who cares? I'm not any less of an American if I don't care about the Olympics. Go back the way it was. That's right. You'd Get care a lot lawn. more. You'd care a lot more if we were winning games. This is embarrassing. That's why every, all of a sudden we're losing. Hey, I don't care. I don't care. Yeah, it is. You do care, and you want to win. It, it, the whole thing is disgusting. Why are you not mad about what we had? The water polo team lost or something? Are you that outraged about that too? Those poor uh, horses. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I told you I played. I know, water, I know you're joking. I, know I played you're water joking. polo in college. You did? Yes, University of Arizona. You played water polo in college. Well, inner tube water polo. Okay. I was going to say, it's one of the most physically co-ed sports it, there it, well, is. It, it was co-ed inner tube water polo. Oh, okay. Uh, but I was good writes, at it, though. Is, is there anything in the history of the show, Bobo and Lee, that we bring up that Arnie hasn't done, or at least a place he hasn't lived? <laughs> like, I'll bring up, oh, yeah, it looks like they're moving the Olympic Games next year to North America, North, uh, the North Pole. Ah, I lived there for a little bit. Actually went there on a summer vacation. Yeah, you He's like, you've been everywhere. Alaska. You didn't know Arnie invented the black party? I did not know he invented the black party. <laughs> I hate you guys. I really hate uh, you guys. Brendan writes, if the USA doesn't win the gold medal in basketball, Greg Popovich should be denied readmission to our country. With Coach K, we were unstoppable. Pop has us playing like we don't want to play. Hashtag fire Popovich. Where's LeBron when you need him? Where's Steph Curry when you need him? Bad time to be coming out with Space Jams, too. Well, UCLA Dodger Frank writes, Arnie is so mad he's ready to fly to Tokyo and try out as a three-point threat. I should. I could hit the three-pointer better than some of the guys. Better than Lillard was shooting him today. What was he, like oh, one for six? So bad. UCLA Dodger Frank added, Arnie is so fed up with U.S. men's basketball team ineptitude, he's taking his fandom to Greece where they know how to produce a perpetual gold medal contender. Uh, JP writes, uh, as top quarterbacks have become more valuable over the years, teams are increasingly susceptible to being held hostage. Deshaun Watson was going to do this to Houston, and now Aaron Rodgers with Green Bay. Tom Brady's success in Tampa last year has only emboldened these guys. Not good. Well, Take Dak Prescott. I mean, he held the Cowboys hostage for the most part, and they finally had to cave in and, and give him the money that he wanted. He's the second he, he's the second highest-paid quarterback in the NFL. Think about that. Let that resonate wow. a little bit. And, and I also think that this is the nature of the game now. And, JP, you're right. Uh, whenever they're going to be in a, a negotiating strength, they're going to use it to their advantage, and you're seeing that a lot with the quarterbacks. And for some reason, for some reason, Arnie, I don't know – if it was because Tom Brady had been in Green Bay so long that when he went to Tampa, he seemed freer and they won a title. That has been a trigger for these guys. I think it was a trigger for Russell Wilson. I think it was a, tr a trigger, maybe not as much for Deshaun Watson, but it definitely seemed to be for Aaron Rodgers. It didn't help that they drafted Jordan Love for a couple of years, right, but right. JP's on to a good point. Uh, Nature Boy writes, I'm not paying extra to watch Team USA basketball tank against France. Are we tanking for a higher draft pick? Who are we? <laughs> are we the Oklahoma City Thunder? 
RJ is with me. RJ Dupree in Oklahoma City writes, I think I've become a larger Scrooge, Plank. Everything bugs the crap out of me. I don't want to watch the Olympics or even go to the SEC. Wow. And uh, Jason, Jason Diamond writes, I actually agree with Plank and, and Arnie about the Olympic Games. Millionaire athletes lost a game doesn't make me less American. Just give me some A.A. Ron talk. These guys should play like they're going to be free agents and they want the big money contract next year. Oh, you know? and I like this from Ted real quick. I know we're missing the landing. Uh, what's considered a quality start these days is a joke. Jim Palmer would have rolled over in his grave, but he's still alive. Palmer only had 211 complete games with 53 of those being shutouts. Or they'd shut him down. I was like, oh, hey, hey, calm down there, Jim Palmer. You're going to hurt your arm. And uh, Calvert writes, there's something in Green Bay that makes quarterbacks cry when their careers is nearing an end. <laughs> Good stuff on Twitter tonight, peeps. When it, we come it. back, we'll wrap it up with what you all came for tonight. Yes. It's Arnie's Picks right here on Fox Sports Radio. Is that true, Arnie? Did you choreograph this, this video? I love this song. Running all over my chest. I don't quit. I, I, I really probably have that song memorized from being a kid of the 90s. Um, It's everyone's favorite time of the show. It's yes. where Arnie's picks take center stage before we wrap up. But I'd be remiss if I didn't hit the best tweet of the show tonight. At Lou Riley 4 on Twitter. Arnie needs to catch a jet to Japan and help his close friend Steve Kerr as another assistant of USA Hoops. Uh, Are you ready? Kerr's never going to call into this show now with all the bad things you're saying about him. Forget I know, about I'm, it. I'm the worst. So I'll give Steve Kerr what he wants most. Arnie Spaniards picks. Take it away, stinking genius. Give me a little music. Put me in the mood. Some different picks. I want to start with Team USA, obviously. Men's basketball. Uh, I'm an American. You know that, comrade. Uh, And I know it doesn't bother you when Team USA loses. It it does not. Yes, but uh, they are going to bounce back with a win over Iran and a win over the Czech Republic uh, to go, what, 2-1 and in their little... That would be 2-1. Yes, in their pod and then advance. So they will bounce back as much as you enjoy seeing them lose. Uh, They'll beat Iran and they'll beat the Czech Republic to win both games. If they don't beat Iran by by at least 25 points, I'm going to lose my marbles. And they better uh, beat at least the Czech Republic by the spread. I want to see some butt kicking out there. All right, it's going to be official today, tomorrow, whenever. Oklahoma and Texas will join the SEC. Um. I believe we're going to find out sooner than later that Michigan and Ohio State is also going to go ahead and join the SEC. I think we're premature on the Florida State-Clemson just yet. And the leftovers from the Big 12, the scragglers. um, The orphaned eight. The orphan eight, the schools that don't mean anything because they're not good academically (laughs) and they're really not good athletically. I don't think I would say that. Like Texas Tech, Oklahoma State. TCU. Well, I can't say that about Baylor. They had a pretty good uh, they won a national basketball. championship yeah, they, in basketball. Yeah, that yes. kind of ruins my thing there. But uh, they won't. Baylor won't join the Pac-12. The other three will. Uh, so I said t- Oklahoma State, TCU. Uh, we'll throw in Texas Tech uh, as, uh, and then we'll have to get one more, and they'll make sixteen for the Pac-12. So that's what they'll do there. So there's some of my picks. Do with them as you please. No longer strictly for entertainment purposes only. And Aaron Rodgers will show up on Tuesday. I guess. Oh, you think you think Aaron shows up on Tuesday, huh? Yeah, I think he will. I think he has to. I think he has to he has to start smoothing things over and he has to start doing that now. 
I, I think what we're starting to realize, too, with Aaron Rodgers, Arnie, and, and again, we don't hear from a ton of Packer fans regularly right. because they're probably tired of it and they've lived it for so long. And I think a majority of, of NFL fans are kind of tired of it right now. They're ready for another story. But I, I feel like the court of public opinion has kind of turned on him over the last month. Don't you agree? That- oh, absolutely. I totally agree with that. And um, that's why I think he's going to come in and smooth things over and uh, especially when things are going good in Wisconsin with the Milwaukee Bucks winning a championship. Uh, now's a good time to go ahead and there'll be no hard feelings if he comes in on Tuesday. You realize that we had a title one this past week and we haven't even mentioned it on the show. That's how yeah, quickly that's how quickly things get forgotten around that's here. That's what happens right? when you're not a blue blood. If it was the Lakers that won, we talk about it all summer. Oh, yeah. Are you kidding me? You would have been complaining about how the Lakers won it. But, which, by the way, is it is it just my kind of view of the NBA offseason so far, but has every single player who is like perceived to be on the move or maybe on the block. He's going to the Lakers. He's going to the Lakers. Yeah, yeah. Everyone, Lakers are going to have a 30-man roster next year. Right. They're going to have more they're going to have more players than the Thunder have draft picks is what's going to happen with the Lakers next year. The most recent rumor might be one of my favorites when Oklahoma legend Buddy Heald uh, is on his way to the Lakers in exchange for Kyle Kuzma, which would be the most one-sided trade ever. So I would assume the Lakers would have to give up some future draft picks. And yeah, uh, let, let's worry about Damian Lillard's next landing spot after he gets done with the Olympics. So Arnie can be happy with him again. Do you think that's weighing on him? Is that why he's not playing well? Does he I have to come out? Nah, he better not. It better not be weighing on him. Get out there and score some points. I think I've come to realize something, Arnie. You might love America more than Kevin Durant. I'm just, <laughs> I think that's what I've come away with on the show tonight. For Bobo, uh, for Lee Laugh, for Steve DeSager, great job, guys. For Arnie Spaniel, I'm Chris Plank. Have a great week. Ben Maller is up next on Fox Sports Radio. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. 